people a heads up this time. So what up, what up? I think people know what time we normally come on on Fridays. Coop, how you doing, brother? I was going to say, they normally know what time we come on. Isn't that late as hell that we usually come on? <laughs> they what they be telling us. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know. Right. Look like for y'all late. Right? That's typical. We on time today, ain't we? Ain't we been we, early? Did we we somewhat on time. We're between early and on time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, everybody got the notifications or whatnot. Let me. Uh, I just got mine. Yeah, you got good. yours. Okay. Let's see. I don't right. know if people be waiting by their phone or whatnot, but let me. How see. are you, man? I'm doing good, man. It's been a long, long day. Shout out to everybody coming in the room. We got people in the room coming in. Uh, what up? What up? Happy Friday oh, to you guys oh, I as got, well. I got something I wanted to share right quick that I forgot to share. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm a proud father. I think everybody that follows us knows that. So, you see this, right? Yep. Okay. So. Ew. Oh, your daughter drew that? Yeah, that was my Father's Day present. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, nice. so I'm gonna hang it up on the wall. All of y'all have been talking to us about this new Primo and Nas collaboration. We're right, gonna, that's, we're gonna I talk about big... that. We're gonna talk yeah. about that. That's supposedly coming next week. I think that's what yep. the post said, right? Now, so many people have sent us the post. <laughs> it's dramatic it's like, coming. Now we haven't got dramatic like, yet. It's like it's like it's like we get it, and and I don't think it's the album. It's just a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a song, but I think the song kind of lets you know that an album is on the way. Well, I like the idea that it's like, well, hold on. We got to wait to ask. We'll just wait. Because I got a very valid question to ask. Well, okay. Let's hold that thought because I I probably got a follow-up question for that, too, because it's nothing but questions right now. Right. It's just going to be you. I I guess, man, like, we can jump into this West Side, man. Um, Okay. Yeah, let's jump into the new Westside. Westside dropped the project today. It's called Peace Fly God. Mm-hmm. Westside Westside Gun, <clears throat> excuse me. Westside Gun is a curator. So, you know, we got everything from Mad Lib on here. And Stove had a lot of work on here. Um, was it Don uh Carrera? You just uh you just went out. On my side at least. Up, oh, I think I paused on everybody else's side too, man. Let's see what's going on here, man. All right, I'm gonna jump in the chat issues. right uh-huh. quick. While... No, I think I should. Am I good now? No. You don't see me now? Yeah, now I see you. Okay, so yeah, Don Carrera, we got um, Ad Lib on there as well, and obviously, you know, you got Stove God out here putting in work. What did you think about the project? Um. I thought that it was uneven. That's, mm. I mean, <clears throat> there were a few takes that I have on it. I feel like, you know, we just shared. There's some there's some really good stuff on here. There's some standout stuff on here. I want to bring up, you know, we always laud him for his production choices. Mm. I don't know if that's necessarily the case with this album, and maybe it's not the tracks. I think it actually does have something to do with the actual um melodic slow down nature of the tracks which is that's an upstate new york like buffalo you know what i mean right what they're known for but i felt like the bpms on some of the records were just all in literally that same like it didn't even feel like it was 88 yeah it almost felt like it was running at 78 
75. <laughs> I was going to say, Blue Collar Hustle got the super chat here real quick. He said, sorry, Coop, I spammed you the link. Uh was too hype. He's talking about the Nas link. Uh, Nas the Goat says, I'm sorry that the album is trash. Pure garbage. Wow. I don't think it's pure garbage. I think it's some gems on there. Um, yeah, there's but some stuff there, but it's very it is uneven. underwhelming, especially the fact that, you know, Stove's on there and Mad Lib's on there. And after Mad Lib coming off of this Black Star album, it doesn't even really sound like the same producer. But again, well, sounds for some like people, that, that might have been more Westside's choices. I'm about to say, for some people, uh, Mad Lib sounding different than he did on the Black Star album is a good thing <laughs> for some people. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Was production an issue? Did anybody have issue with the production on the Black Star album? I think I, the criticisms I mean, is most, for the most part. I mean, most has garnered most of the criticism. But, uh, like, like, how about this? I mean, Talib has been the MVP of that album. Inspector you know, says... Like, in uh, with the, the super- rap head rhetoric. Right. Inspector with the Super Chat says, are y'all really feeling beats with no drums? Like, an album full of them? Griselda's sound is too predictable. I just told you. I mean, didn't I just raise the question of all of the songs having like that slowed down BPM to a fault? I just said that. Yeah, I mean, but I think that, you know, the fact that there's no. It doesn't action, make the whole album trash. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. The fact there's no beats on there, though, it's like, well, I won't say no beats on there, but a lot of them didn't even have like percussion on them, no drums. It's very raw. I think that's good to do for like one or two songs, but right. yeah. So, so can we talk about what happened here with this album? And that's one of the things that I kind of want to bring up. Well, really, how about this? On Pray for Pairs, he only does this one time, and that's on Claiborne Kick. Mm-hmm. Every song can't sound like Claiborne Kick. Right. You can do that one or two times, and really what happens on this album <laughs> is... The opposite happens. If you actually go to the track list, and the only time where you feel like it's sped up a little bit, I would say, is on um, "Horses on Sunset" and mm-hmm. uh, and the Don Housen track, the solo joint that he has on there. That's the only time that it actually feels like there's some action even going on, like in terms of the production. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I would, I'm trying to see what was the what was the aim of this is some of the point because even like I was taking my daughter to work today, she heard Jesus crack and she was like, what, <laughs> you know? And it's not like right. she's a kid anymore. She's 15 going on 16. She's like, what? Right. She was like, and even she was like, he usually puts it together better than this. Yeah. I mean, you know, could the question be raised that music just isn't the focus? I mean, I think we've talked about this before. It feels that way. You're yeah. right. It feels like music's not the focus anymore. And and I think the thing with Conway and Benny, what makes them different is because their bar work is important and they have to really be in tune and in it on the music when it comes to the bars. They have to they they have to lean in on their bar work. Right. Right. Dumb it down to sleepy music. I mean, yeah, it's um it's definitely underwhelming. I, I mean, I didn't really have many expectations from this project for whatever reason. I don't know. I just didn't feel it. But so, this, yeah, this definitely was still underwhelming. You know, I I expect a little bit more from Westside, at least for me. No, so even on, um, what is it? 
not Fly Guy Two. What was the other one when he did Three in One Year? What was the last one? Man, oh, you're talking about um, um, uh, the shady one. Uh, say it in the chat, guys. Uh, L Dub with the super chat says Griselda's too one dimensional and predictable. Period. Um, what, what album are we talking about? We're talking about. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, give me one second. Just, just got these brain work. freezes happen when you're on live. I mean, he's no. I mean, no. They they happen when you got somebody like him that's like made like fifteen albums in like seven years. Yeah, man. I mean, but pray for Paris is an unforgettable one, you know. And uh, Fly God too. Man, that said, Mike' expectations was too high. Who made the sunshine? Yeah. So you remember how? Sunshine. Remember how? Do you remember when I when we reviewed Who Made the Sunshine? Yep. I kind of had referenced it and spoke of it in a manner as like a piece of art more than a piece of music. This almost feels like this almost feels like tracks that are being selected to play in an art gallery while he's curating. It does. That's fine for his overall business mind and even the creative and artistic aesthetic. But it's the music business. <laughs> it is. And most people aren't going to be in an art gallery listening to this. Most people aren't even going to be able to gather and garner that perspective of it that are fans of his. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, is are you able very to, problematic? Are you able to rate this project? If I did, I okay. So here's the thing. So when you have something like this, that I guess it say it's slowed down, or people would say it's boring, and you're not the writer that Kendrick Lamar is. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? See, this is where your pin game and and Westside can rap. Right. I'm not saying he's not a dope MC. So I want to be careful about how I'm phrasing that. I consider him to be a dope MC. Like Brutus, George Bondo. Oh no, he's rapping his no, he's just rapping next to Benny and Conway. That's just some of the better bar work you're gonna find in this generation. Right. And Conway's plays possibly any generation. So or at times with Conway in any generation. So he's up against like heavyweights, having to be family members, but he can rap. But the fact that he's not what you would consider to be a supreme A1, like lyricist and rapper, it hurts you on projects like this where you miss the mark on some of the other things. Right. Yeah. If I was rating it, I couldn't, I don't even know how I could give it a three and a half. Wouldn't you have to say this is a three? Damn, that's tough, man. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like, like if 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 it's, I mean, if it's not, just kind of like let's let's like really unpack it and talk about why it's not. Like, there are some moments on here. It might be a three and a half. I can give it a. Okay, so what do you think of big ass bracelet? I like big ass bracelets. One of the Me ones too. I like. Yeah. Okay, what do you think of Jesus Crack? Eh, I skipped through it. Yeah, first of all, it's too long and. You, and you know I love me some stove. Uh, I don't love the rhetoric on this one. And then right. I was thinking about what we were having when it came to the conscious versus dope boy rapper conversation yeah. that we were having. Yeah. And this was one of those records. I said, "See, I said this is one for the conscious people to check the box off on their side." Right. When I just listened to the whole record, I was like, "And it's eight minutes of it." I was like, "Uh." 
you know. Yeah. And then my daughter hopped in the car. Keep in mind, I heard it the night before. Then my daughter hopped in the car this morning. And, of course, I'm playing the album from the top because I'm reviewing stuff. I'm like, hey, it's review time. She's like, what you got? You know, she's like, she's like, what is he doing? She's like, what is this? She was like, oh, she was like, is that what God did? She's looking at me like, this is the stuff you listen to, dude. You know? 007 with the super chat in here. He says, uh, side note, y'all should make time to watch Supreme Team on Showtime. It's dope. It's dope. Literally, figuratively, uh, seeing the drug game impacting hip hop. Wow. Have I seen that? I saw a documentary that was about something along those lines. Uh, Mad Max of the Super Chat says, y'all bugging. The first six tracks are straight. Then it went to some mid, but the beats were crazy. I love the first six. He never been for me, but uh, this was all right. So we got somebody who's not even a West Side fan who liked it. Andre Shashir in the building says, no camouflage monk and one conductor Williams track. Okay, so go ahead. like I said, so I think we're both somewhere in the middle on Jesus Crack. Like, I like it. It's okay. I don't love it. I can do without it. Now, he's t- typically a great album starter. Like, listen to how some of his projects start off. The Cow. Yeah. No Vacancy. Michael Irvin. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he... And then he knows how to start off with Hold on, Supreme Blind Tell starts off with God's Don't Bleed. Hold on, Supreme Blind Tell starts off with God's Don't Bleed, Mike. He's got a standard, man. He really does. He's got a standard. And it's like, so, you know, so, so when this I, is underwhelming. So yeah, so even though he's not like... Uh, he's not like an all-time great MC in terms of like his lyrical bar work, in terms of how people view him. Oh, no, no, no. But his standard of album making is pretty damn great. So They said the documentary just came out today. That's right. I'm thinking about something else. Yeah, we got to check out that Supreme uh, documentary on Showtime. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're cool. Correct that. Takes me back to Nas's bars on Memory Lane. Some fiends, what, some fiends scream about Supreme Team, a Jamaica Queens thing. Mm. You know, I was listening to, shoot, uh, not shootouts, but I was listening to live nigga rap today. Of course you were. Because <laughs> he was just talking about how much I love that record. It's like, like you made you go play the record. That I know shit you, sounds right? like, and why I love it so much, it sounds like a Mob Deep record on a Nas album. That's what the setup is. I told you, you, yeah. could take the, you could take the beat from the setup and put it on Hell on Earth. Or yeah. the back end of the infamous. Yeah. Like you could put like you could put the setup beat wise right next to right back at you with Ray and Ghost. Like right you could play them back to back. I think, yeah. man, Prodigy setting it off and Nas closing and having havoc in the middle and with production, that would have been a perfect trio right there. That's kind of one of those I don't want to say Jay Beans and Scarface type trios, but that's a really no. good trio right there. It's not like that. Cause it's Havoc not like is, that. Cause hold on, because that, Beans would yeah. be the third guy in that race, and Havoc is like nowhere near Beans. But you feel the production that Havoc makes up for, you know what I'm saying? You make a very valid point. You make a very valid point. He's in the group. He's doing that kind of production. No, I've, so. I've always no, I've, I've always told you one of his career like things that he could have done about some of the things that was said was do more tracks with Havoc, like that street stuff that he does with Havoc. Because he doesn't just, Havoc just doesn't sound great on his records. He sounds great on the Mob Deep stuff. He, Matter sounds, fact, he sounds better on the Mob Deep stuff than, yeah. than, than they sound on his stuff. He sounds different on their shit. And I think... He's different. Yeah. They make him think different. Michael Williams at the Super Chat says, did you see that <laughs> premiere and Nas track dropping? 
on the fifteenth. Yeah, we saw. It. We're gonna talk about. We're it. gonna talk about it. You know, did, um, did, you not put it, did you not put it in the show lineup? Did I did not put it in the show lineup. We dedicated this one to the thirty-fifth anniversary of uh, Paid in Full. But what I was gonna say is, right, man, please, maybe that's where people get this whole Nas beat picking thing from because we've heard him on Havoc's track sound the way he sounds, and we've heard him on RZA track sounding the way he sounds. Pete Rock track, whatever. And I think maybe that's where the whole Nas beat picking thing comes from. Premier tracks. What what do you think? Really? I don't know about that. I think that I think it, it was written has a lot to do with that. The whole Trackmasters thing. I thought uh, that's where that started. I thought it was a Trackmasters thing. You know, I don't like, really was, I don't really remember that narrative being there for it was written, but I do remember it happening on I Am. Well, here's also well, no, I don't feel that way about I am because here's what I'm saying. Even with the Preem thing, one of the people, one of the things that was said production-wise about it was written was because Preem had rose to such prominence uh, as like the go-to hip-hop producer was that well, Illmatic had three Primo tracks and it was written only has one. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about the production being bought in the question. It's like, because that's what really they were saying about Trackmasters. It's like, hold on, you let Trackmasters make like eight or nine tracks, but Primo only got one, Havoc only got two. And it's like, well, that's not a total. In 1996, saying that really isn't a false claim. It's not a bad claim to make. It just doesn't mean Nas is a bad beat picker because of it. You get what I'm saying? It's like, right. should it probably have been like, I don't know, five Havoc tracks? three primo tracks and then like three or four track master tracks probably and think about it, it probably would have even been better if it than it was had that happened right but it didn't happen but when people make it seem like you didn't rhyme to the message mike i mean you used to be mc you ever rhyme to the message before yeah. yes you have yeah, that's just nigga rap you don't want to you want to rap to that shootouts you is dope. You, never, you ain't never rapped to shootouts or affirmative action before that's what i'm saying yeah. like 007 with the super like chat says bad. Live Ninja Rap was supposed to be on Mob Deep's album, but having oh, said it was a marketing move to put it on Nas' album because, you know, uh, it was written, was anticipated. It sounds like it. It sounds like that. I mean, the way he's even rhyming on there, it kind of sounds like how he's rhyming on I for an Eye, right? It's a different, it's a different Nas that you get. He has beats. to, he has to be on his QB shit with them. There ain't going to be no philosophizing, all right? I mean, even just his delivery and his voice, like the no, vocal pitch. No, that's what I mean. No, yeah, the his, vocal pitch he's that he's on on, on, shoot, right. on live nigga no, rap he's is sharper. Crazy. He's liver. No, he, nigga yeah, he's sweet. sharper. He's liver. Yeah, I told you he's on his bridge. Like, yeah, because he's ne- he's rapping next to Prodigy and Havoc. They, like they they didn't come to make you think about shit. They came to make shit happen, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting combination, man. And I think that mm-hmm. even when it comes to like the firm and the whole narratives behind that. I think the expectations were just up there and it didn't meet them. Now, who who do you blame mostly for, I guess, how the Firm project was received, or the Firm album? Mm-hmm. We've never really talked about that. And that wasn't really in the show notes, but, yeah, we talked. So you want, like, what's wrong with the Firm album in order? We could do that, yeah. What's wrong with the Firm album? Like, if the Firm album came out today, and you know it was on a Friday, and we're reviewing it like we just talked about West Side's album. What would you have to say about it? First of all, I'll be telling you how I've already played Phone Tap seventeen times, 
And therefore, it made it difficult for me to listen to the album more than two times. That would be the first thing that you would hear me You like phone tap like that? Phone? Okay, so what's wrong with phone tap exactly? I didn't say anything was wrong with it. They got Nas and AZ on a back and forth telling a story. It's even got the production. It's got the production sentiments of like a fully composed outcast song down to how they're using the vocals down to the intro where they're doing the wiretap before Yotis Esco. Who, no, it's got everything. It's you know, this is the thing, you know, and, and maybe this is just me or whatever, but that style of production that Dre was on on phone tap. It reminds me of that whole era of Dre that I that's probably my least favorite era of Dre. You know what I mean? Not to say the phone tap is bad or anything, but it reminds me of that whole been there, done that era of Dre. Okay, so so look, firm fiasco. You don't like firm fiasco? It was cool. Firm fiasco is pretty dope. Taking the whole um Goodfellas thing, you know, I like this go. You yeah, like you didn't like that. You didn't like AZ on there? 200 Fallen Angels. We balling from every angle. Like, AZ's... Cr- Hold on. That's another thing. If we want to talk... Let's just start from the top of what's wrong with the fur album. Lack okay. of cohesion. Okay. What's the... what's how's, how's the Sign of Family Stone song go? Every nigga is a star? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. There's too many stars in the building in 1997. Dre's in the building, and Dre's still trying to find his way through his thing. Star in the building. Nas production a, a platinum rapper. Star in the building. Huh? Was production a problem? Because a lot of people in the room are blaming Drake. We're going. We're we're getting to it. Lack of cohesion is the first thing. Because when you got egos, you can't get shit done. So we got Dre, multi platinum producer and rapper. We got Nas, who's now a multi platinum rapper. People forget this. Az went gold and went platinum before Nas did. Okay. In nineteen ninety five, Sugar Hill went platinum as a single. Do or Die went gold. All right. That shit didn't happen to Illmatic. Okay. So another star in the building. Foxy Brown is fresh off selling what? Three, two, three, 1.5? She did a couple million. She I did think. a lot, yeah. She was a star. She was the biggest, uh, I don't want to say the biggest star. Nas is Nas, but I think in the moment, we want to talk about 1996. Comparable. Yeah. Pretty big, and this is 97 now. That's I'm sorry, what I'm yeah, saying. 97. And she's coming off of her debut in 96. Right. Yeah. So lack of cohesion is the biggest problem because everybody's got their camp, their crews, their clique, and everybody's a star. So there's just too many niggas in the room in general. It's not just Nas, AZ, Foxy, Dre, and Nature in the room like it needs to be. That's one. Two is the production because what you'll find on this album, well, the stuff Dr. Dre does is great, and the rest of the stuff is not. Well, I, I think that the producer's job the executive producer, because I think he was one of the executive producers, right? Their job is to hone in all of those things to make it a great project. He's the coach. Like, you got to be Phil Jackson, right? No, like, you're talking to hone in all those egos, right? Hold on. You want to know what? You know what you just made me want to actually say? We need to separate executive production for musical production in that regard. So the lack of cohesion would be first, the executive production of that album would be next. You know, I think we had a comment in one of our posts. I think we were talking about producers and this and that. I think it was in the Pete Rock and Diddy uh, conversation we had. And people were talking about like, you know, I guess that whole argument about what a producer is and what a producer's role is and people always seem to bring up Quincy Jones and what he did I think what people got to understand is being a producer in hip-hop is much different than being a producer in any other 
genre for a lot of different reasons, right? Mostly because at the end of the day, hip-hop production is based on sampling, right? There's not a lot of guys who are just coming up with original stuff, and that's fine. But when we talk about somebody like a Quincy Jones, he's more of an arranger because they're doing original stuff. You're bringing in musicians. You're bringing in uh, writers. You're bringing in individual guitar players to play this, bass players to play this, keyboardists to play that. His job as a producer is to arrange, which isn't the reality for most hip-hop producers. When you go out there and you're finding a loop, and this and that, like, the executive production when it comes to hip-hop is a little different. Okay, so as I look over this track list, and it is, like, almost exclusively Dr. Dre and Tone and Poke. Okay. So what I think, when you're talking about the executive production, it almost feels like, well, Tone and Poke had their sessions and Dre had his sessions, and they tried to go back and forth. Because one of my problems was the sequencing of the album. But now that I'm looking at the actual track list, first of all, why are Tone and Pope doing most of the production work on an Aftermath project? So there's that's what I mean. There's something ego-wise going on with Steve Stout and Nas around this time where Tone and Poke are in there too much because Stout's managing them and, and Nas. You feel so you what I'm saying? there's too many it's, people overall because, again, this was an Aftermath Interscope album. Which that's is, what I'm saying. Which is wild how that actually happened because no. you got Nas at Columbia, you got Foxy Brown at Def Jam. Uh, where was AZ at the time? EMI. EMI, okay. None of these are Interscope artists. And right. so how is... You know what? I'm sorry. If this is an Interscope album and it's executive produced by Dr. Dre, this is on Dre. Right. Because let, let, let's yeah. go down the production credits right quick. Firm Fiasco is produced by Dre. Phone Tap is produced by Dre. Executive Decision. I love Executive Decision, by the way. That's Tone and Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, Firm Family is Dr. Dre and The Glove. He, Dr. Dre and The Glove are doing all these tracks together. Who's uh, The Glove? Firm All-Stars is Tone and Pope. Fuck Somebody Else is Dr. Dre and The Glove. Hardcore is Tone and Pope. Untouchable is Dr. Dre and Mailman. Five Minutes to Flush is Dr. Dre in the Glove. Desperados is Tone and Poke. Firm Biz is L.E.S. I'm Leaving is Tone and Poke. Throw Your Guns is Tone and Poke. Who is the Glove? Uh, Antonio with the Super Chat says, I don't care. Um, I don't care ever. I- I'm sorry. I don't. I guess. Chris Taylor. Have... Okay. I guess he said, I don't hear anyone say the Firm Biz was a dope song. That album yeah. as a whole had potential. Which is why it's so disappointing. It was unfocused. So, so this is what I mean about the sequencing being wrong. First of all, Firm Biz shouldn't be on this album. It fits nowhere in there. It's that's why I'm saying this is almost they like everybody's single. ego is involved. It's only LES track too. It's almost like where did y'all get that from? Like yeah. and why is it the first single? Because you're already doing hardcore. Like the hardcore joint with Nas and Foxy going back and forth, that's cool. I actually don't mind hardcore. But it's like is that fitting into the idea of what a firm album should sound like? You know what I mean? I love, I love Square Biz, but I don't think Square Biz has any business on a rap album with these guys. I'm sorry. Right. So it's like Desperados. <laughs> it's like, well, that's one of the better beats on there. Why is it Nas on Desperados? See, these are executive decisions, pun intended, that need to be made. He was it's on like, a remix of Desperados, right? I, I don't, Nobody cares about that once the album is already no, built. No, like, I feel it should have been on the album. 
It's like, the, no, the lineup for Desperado should have been Cannabis, Nas, AZ. Period. Straight up. All right. LP with the super chat says. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. As much as I love I'm leaving. How is that firm stuff when you got nature in Noriega? That's Noriega's coming out party, too. Right. A lot of people don't know I'm leaving is from what, Mike? What you mean? Uh, Where do you take I'm leaving from? Um, 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 um. That's your boy, Mike. That's Q-Tip. I'm oh, leaving. Yeah. That's the low-end theory, Mike. The first thing that I'm thinking is most stuff on Traveling Man, but you're right. That is on the low-end theory. Yeah, that's that's Q-Tip from the low-end theory with yeah. I'm leaving. Hip-hop lesson, guys. Um, uh, LP with the super chat says, this is why TakeOver don't make sense. In 10 years, Nas dropped four solo albums, The Firm, Belly, QB's Finest, and countless features. Uh, they said he was lazy. Well, there's a lot of narratives out there that well, don't make sense. This is what I mean. Like some of this stuff, to be honest with you, you want to know what's wrong with this album? What's that? This is mixtape shit. It's like, do I love I love Desperados, but it's like that's mixtape shit, Mike. It is. Throw your guns. I love throw your guns with AZ and half a mil. That's mixtape shit, Mike. I'm leaving is borderline some mixtape shit. Borderline. Mad Max um, of the Super Chat says, in an era of rap crews, Nas didn't do a good job building his uh, building his AZ and him. I guess he met um, uh, Foxy. Him and AZ should have had collaborative albums. I guess he's saying AZ and Nas should have had a collaborative album and uh, try to run rap as prolific lyricists. I mean, I think that's what everybody really, really wanted because after Life's a Bitch, it was like, we need these two guys together. No, and, no, no. We got we got work with them together. Yeah. I think also what goes understated too. This is what I mean about how it thrown happened. Well, I mean, like a that whole project. Every everything that happened with Cormega affected this too. Yeah, yeah. People don't talk about that. Those are the understated things about when egos get involved and stuff like that. But this album, this is what I mean. Like the firm fails you because it starts off wonderfully. Firm fiasco, phone tapping, executive decision. Those are the best songs on there, in my opinion. Actual mm. songs. It actually fits into the theme. That's they're the firm. So firm fiasco and taking the good fella stuff, then going into phone tap and then going into uh, executive decisions. No, that that made sense. And then it goes to firm family and it's like, okay, cool. But then the whole we are the firm all stars fucking your bitch. We don't care who you are. It's like, hold on. I thought this was a gangster. Right? Oh, what are we doing? I thought y'all on the West Coast making some East Coast, West Coast gangster. And then it got a little sweet in the middle. Firm all stars. Fuck somebody else. The solo record from Foxy. It's like how Foxy get the solo record anyway. Next. I told you she was the star. But that's yeah, <clears throat> not really though, Mike. But she I know what she, you mean. I, I feel well, you. Not really. But I, I'll she's tell you Foxy. this, Mike. Um, Ilana didn't outsell. It was written. I'm saying this. She's automatically gonna stand out. She's the woman in the group. She's the woman right? in the group, and I and get she that. was that's a star why, in her no. own right. So a lot of that stuff was kind of centered around her in that way. No, and I get that. First of all, let's get to fuck somebody else. The record's just not that good. It yeah. would have been different if the record was dope. It's not like Foxy Bells or the Ill Nana track with Method Man or I'll Be. It's not yeah. to that level. So if that was the best that she could do around that time, they needed to scrap that, especially since the track right after it with Hardcore, the back and forth with her and Nas is a little bit more decent and solid if they're trying to showcase her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Boy King with the super chat says AZ's flow on that intro was influenced by half a mil. RIP half a mil. Uh, Reggie says, guys, continuing this conversation, what were the problems with Jay Z, Ice Cube, Tupac, Outkast, 
and Mob Deep's lowest rated albums. Um, yeah, we can get to all of that. Antonio with the super chat says the Firm Biz remix was my jam too. Uh, their up? live performance on Keenan Ivory Wayne show was better than the album cut, in my opinion. I need to go back on YouTube and check that out. We got so some more super gonna, chats to get to too, real so quick. Look, go ahead. So, so we're at hardcore at right. track ten. Let me stop and say something to you. you. Know part of the problem. This is what I mean. I'm gonna bring up the whole Cormega thing. You remember the La Familia track, right? Yeah. Well, if you're halfway through this album, you're like, well, damn, that record's better than every record on here except Phone Tap. Where's Cormega? You get what I'm saying? This yeah. album not being to the level of that record outside of Phone Tap made you kind of feel like it's like, damn, did they fuck up when they kick Mega out the group or like what's going on? Because if you heard the La Familia record, you're like, ooh, you've been hearing Foxy on I Shot You Remix. You're like, ooh, you're hearing Affirmative Action. You're like, ooh, you're hearing More Money, More Murder, Homicide. You're like, ooh. Right. You don't get none of that. There's no more money, more murder, no homicide on here. Like I told you, phone taps. That's why I was like, you know, I love phone tap. Phone tap is clearly like the shining gem of this album. Like it's the it's best clear. song on the album, hands down. So look, when we get the Untouchable, that's Wizard. Wizard got a whole little like, like whole little interlude. Matt Max with the super chat says, uh, "I had Mob Deep in, in your back pocket, AZ, who's better than Hove at the time, and Foxy." Uh, to match Kim, you're supposed to take over. Nas act like the king no matter. Uh, Born King says, exactly, Coop. That Cormega um, fallout made things go downhill. Mega was missed on this project. Was. Because you want to know what this project needed? It needed a real live street dude who hadn't become a star yet to like tell the truth. And Mega, would, Mega wouldn't have been the star in the room, but he's like, you know what I mean? He's from the block and respected by those. He would have been you the glue I mean? guy on that team. He would have been the glue guy on the team. They, they needed a glue guy. They needed a Draymond. They needed a Draymond. I was going to say They needed that. a Draymond. <laughs> and I was going to say Draymond. definitely would have been Draymond. You feel me? Yeah. And so... And see, because here's the thing, because you pull nature and nature just wants to play his position. So he's going to take whatever bar work you're given. Mega wouldn't have taken it like that. And Mega would have told nigga shit's not hot. It's like, yo, Fox, you need to do that over. We Get her another beat. I Pick think, another beat out for Fox, Dre. I don't know, man. I think when Dre's over a project, and again, his, his resume speaks for itself. What, I think it's either his you, way or the highway. And this clearly was a Dre project. You know, when you think about not, it, though, what I'm trying to this tell was kind of the first... This was kind of the first swing at Aftermath, if we keep it real. Like, imagine if this actually would have turned into something great, right? Imagine if this was the classic that it could have been. Would this have set off Aftermath Entertainment? And would we have seen different things moving forward for Aftermath? Because with this not working, Aftermath just totally changed directions. You know what I mean? So, So here's what he tried to do. He really tried to make his East Coast version of The Chronicle. And mm-hmm. but what I'm trying to tell you is, is that like, well, he picked the team that didn't have their synergy or their chemistry going. They had just switched group members before they even come out with a full length project together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, pe- and and this is what I mean is, is that Nas is fresher off of his success. Like, how about this? AZ and Foxy showed up later than Nas and became stars sooner in terms of like record sales. Yeah, but again, I think with Nas no, 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 kind of broke down doors for that to happen. But. No, 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 no. At, uh, 
Absolutely. Yeah. But Tony Polk being on here is pretty much saying Steve Stout got me winning. I'm rolling with Steve Stout and Tony Polk. Well, he's the executive producer on the project, too. So I'm pretty right. sure Steve Stout had a lot to do with actually bringing this together. Because, again, Steve Stout is the guy who who um, who actually got still DRE over to Jay and was the kind of bridge between Jay, Jimmy Iovine, right. and Dre, too. So Right. And, yeah. and Dre should have been like, well, you know, I'm the executive producer of The Chronic and Doggy Style, straight out of Compton, and niggas for life, and no one can do it better. So why don't you tell those dudes to send me three or four of the best tracks and tell them to come in the studio when I'm ready? Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about is what he really should have done as an executive producer was that. It's like, no, no, no. And if you'll notice, after the Firm Project, he handled shit that way with other producers. That's why I'm saying that. Including oh. Preem. Preem yeah. had to submit tracks to Dre once. Where do you think that came from, Mike? Right. LP with the Super Chat says, uh, y'all said that I turned pop on the firm flop and even Dre took offense to being called pop. Or an album uh, that was multi-platinum being called a flop. Um, I've, never, I've never heard of a platinum album like this being called a flop. It was just platinum when it flopped, though. It did sell a million plus this first year, like 1.5. But I mean, the guys that's on it, I mean, isn't that the expectation? I mean, you got yeah, yeah. Well, superstars. Go yeah. Uh, Clayton is asleep with the Super Chat says, even that record I mentioned a couple of weeks back is better. The Firm uh, with Mega rapping over the hard-to-handle sample fire track. Uh, we got another Super Chat here. Uh, LP says, uh, Dre needed the white boy, Mike. LOL. Hey, man. You know, I think that, that. I, I think that no, I'm not gonna go there today. You know, I know somebody, uh, it's a DJ man. He was like, "Yo, man, next time y'all talk about Eminem, man, y'all gotta have me on the show." He wants to talk about it from a DJ's perspective. But anyway, Ooh, fascinating. I do think that um, the firm turning out the way it did did open the door for J- Dre to say, "You know what? I'm gonna change directions a little bit, and yes. we need to." take on this artist or however that came together because again there's a million origin stories i'm not gonna act like i know which one is the real one but (laughs) but i do think that if uh the firm succeeds we're probably gonna see a firm too uh we're probably gonna see more east coast artists in the fold with dre i think after this happened it's like look we're gonna do this with eminem and i'm about to take it back to the west Born King with the Super Chat says, uh, look how dope the song Full Circle was on um, with Mega on it. Yeah, I mean, Full Circle had Mega um, on it. I was about to say, um, AZ's verse on Full Circle was one of our top 20 verses in our uh, inaugural 2020 hip-hop yearbook. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dialogue's superb. Fly is causing the curb. Word, when I evolved, the higher God emerged. Yeah. AZ's hey, nice, dope, man. man. Yo, yeah, even the album nice. he put out last year, Double Die 2, crazy. Yeah, top five rap album last year. Oh, definitely. Album of the year contender, easy, yeah. You know what? We're going to do something real quick, man. We're going to um, bring somebody into the chat. Yeah. Artist. Uh, let's see. Let me let me go ahead and just get him in real quick. Hopefully, it doesn't cut you out, Coop. Let me see if I can just add him into the chat real quick. Okay. Or add him into the call real quick. Okay. Man, if it hangs up on you, I'm hitting you right back. And I think it did. Dang. Y'all hang with us real quick. 
put back in here. Try to get them online. Try to get them online. Let's see. Let me get Coop back in here real quick. Coop, you there? Yeah, I tried to get him in. He probably hit me okay. back. You there? Yeah, I'm right here. I just had put it on mute right quick. You know I'm always listening to music. I was just playing some stuff. What you playing? Oh, the West Side stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it got some stuff on it, but, you know, as a whole, it don't start off strong. Okay, we had jumped down a rabbit hole, but we was really supposed to be unpacking the West Side song by song. But, you know, the whole firm conversation is valid because we had never really talked about why that happened. Well, again, to bring it all the way back, to that conversation, I say it's it's got to be Dre, and I, I didn't really realize. Hold on, that's a our artist right now. Hold on one second. Nope. Hold on. I didn't mean to get Coop off the line. Hold on one second. Let me get Coop back on here. All right. Uh, let's see. Coop, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Let's see. Do we have everybody here? Mike, it's Coop. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Doing good, man. It's an honor. It's an honor. honor. Hold on, guys. I can't see y'all on the screen. This is the part we love the most. So. Yeah, man. Going th- we're going through yeah. the uh, technical difficulties real quick. Hold on one second. I don't see either one of y'all on my uh, joint. I can't see you, but I can see brother. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm looking at what it looks like on the screen. Uh, people haven't chewed. Uh, uh, let's see. How about we do this? Can we revisit this like uh, on a Monday or something? And we just record it with us three uh, and just get it out to the people because for whatever reason, it is not pulling up right here. Or I could try what, something real quick. I yeah. want to do it on Mondays. Cause I, Mondays. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll work it um, out. Uh, let me try to call you back and see what, what these technical difficulties are. Okay. Bet, All right. Bet. Cool. Yeah, let's try to get them on. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to see why I can't see you anymore. It's just showing up with me on the screen. Cool. No, I'm looking at it. It is just showing up yeah. with you on the screen. Let's yeah, see. I'm looking at it. Let me get that My out. Perfect. Oh, I just. Oh, let me try this one thing, y'all. Thank y'all for bearing with us, too. Nope, same thing. Let me just get Coop on the call. Man. Let's see. See if we can get Coop back. See if we can get Coop back. We don't want to mess with the broadcast too much. Coop is on hold. Hmm. 
Let's see. Let me get Coop back real quick, guys. Thank y'all for bearing with us on these with these technical difficulties. Yeah, for whatever reason, I see you here. But when I was trying to add him on, let me see one more thing. We're going to try one more thing, y'all. And if this don't work, we're just going to continue on with the show. Let's see if I can add him on in that way because I still see you. Oh, it just went away. No, you're there now. I think it might be too many people. Kind of like what we were running into with the wrap uh... round table. Yeah, I see you now. I mean, but I don't. I don't see Swig. I I see his screen. You hear us, Swig? You see us? Can you see me now? Yep, yep. There we go. I see you now. All right, All right, cool. We finally got it together. What's going on, Swig? We got uh, man, peace, family, peace, peace, peace. What's peace, going on? Peace, man. We doing good, man. We just sitting here talking some hip hop like we normally do on a Friday. Um, tell people about your movement, what you got going on. I mean, I was telling Coop, man, about your music, and you know, you got like this adult contemporary hip hop thing going on. Uh, tell the people about what you got going. Well, my name is Swig. A lot of people call me Swig DiCaprio, and I'm out. Of, I'm out of Alabama. And uh, but I was influenced a lot by a lot of East Coast artists and everything. But I did listen to everybody, bro. I listened to everybody from Brother Lynch Hong to anything organized noise, anything Kilo Ali. You know what I'm saying? I listened to everything. So it kind of helped shape my sound, you know what I'm saying, and mold me as a kid and everything. But, you know, my movement now, man, I'm just trying to make some dope music, man, and put it out. And just whoever gravitate to it, hey, they just gravitate to it. Nice, man. We we were just sitting in here talking about the firm. Are you uh yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the firm and why it didn't work out. Like were you a big Nas fan and um, uh, you know, the firm, any of that? What's your yeah, opinion you know, on the firm album? Man, yeah. I feel like I was listening to you guys earlier. I feel like the firm album was dope, but it was didn't have no cohesiveness. It's kinda all over the place for me. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it had some dope joints on there. But like, like Coop was saying about that, I'm leaving. I think you said something about um, it was like a mixtape sound feel from from Nori. You know what I'm saying? He did give you that that mixtape feel. But other than that, bro, it it was it was dope. But it was dope in spots. <laughs> right. And with the super team that they had, like we expected a little bit more. Yeah. So, what's your process like, and what music you got out right now uh, that you want the people to check for? Yo, I got a couple of singles out right now. I got a, uh, I got Sherry Flavor, Coco Mango Melanin. That's out right now. Wanna Holler featuring Rock K. Rock K produced it. He's uh, from Brooklyn. Uh, dope MC. Um, I got some things coming that I know that's going to be super dope. I just got to just mix it a little bit more. Just get it, stir the pot a little bit more on it. Uh, shoot. But my last album was... Um, was uh creme de la creme part three i mean part two and creme de la creme part three is coming out so i got the creme tape series coming out and everything so I it's got on a all streaming platforms too because i was listening to uh creme de la creme part two that shit is dope appreciate it appreciate it bro yeah appreciate yeah it. so uh who would you say like some of your biggest influences i mean you're coming from alabama and everything 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was in I was influenced by a lot of East Coast dudes, and I grew up rapping with East Coast dudes. Okay. And so, like, uh, you had to be you had to be sharp, bro. If you iron sharp iron, like if, if I was around them, you know, uh, you had to be lyrical. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to always be real lyrical around them. And uh, but my, some of my biggest influences, man, believe it or not, that like Nas is one of my biggest influences. Uh, Prodigy is like probably my biggest influence. Like Prodigy, just that's Coop's guy. Yeah, yeah. Prodigy is dope. N- not they like one A another and one B. Yeah, it's another. It's he. They're dope in two totally different ways. Yeah, yeah. But they, but yeah. they like one A. I can switch them around on certain days. How I'm depending on how I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big boy, big boy is a big influence on me too. Like most big definitely, a lot of people always want to run to Andre, and I get it. You know, don't don't blaspheme me when I say that uh, big boy to me is better than Andre. So, all right, I'm I'm glad you said that. I think that's an interesting conversation. What what would you tell somebody um, the reasons why you think big boy is better than Drake? Big boy didn't stop, bro. He didn't stop, and big boy was able like. Um, I listened to uh, like Phanagram, uh, yeah. and when he merged with like Little Dragon, he introduced me to like Little Dragon, Phanagram, like different people that I didn't know and that rap could sound good with. So it's like he was able to, I don't know, man. He just, to me, he's just more lyrically better than Andre. Andre just, he catches you with his, with his aura. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Andre does for me. You know what I'm saying? I think Big Boy is definitely like that solo star. Like he, well, it's crazy because Andre has the star power, but yeah, Big Boy see, has the I'm ability to Coop. be what solo. You got, Coop? <laughs> <laughs> what you think, Coop? Um, <clears throat> I love Prodigy. Um, I, 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 it's funny. Like <clears throat> I always say that like Nas is the greatest MC of all time, but Prodigy is the guy that I feel. You know what I mean? Like from that era, you know, like if I, 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 he puts me in a place and in a mood and it's a different type of understanding. It's like, you know, there's what, there's what the real talk about. And then there's what the real is. And when right. he talks, that's what the real is. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that, and, I, and I love Prodigy for that. Oh, oh bro. Prodigy going to talk that talk and he going to make you believe right. he gonna, what he said he's going to do to you. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it feels different. It yeah. hits different. The, the certificate of authenticity is different. Yeah, most definitely. He is speaking on the mic. It feels different. That's why and Prodigy and, and Pox back and forth. Rhyme, bro. Prodigy don't even have to end his rhyme with a rhyme, but it still sounds like right. a rhyme. I don't know. Right. Like, like when he's, he says certain things that let you know it's real. Like when he's talking about, like, I be wearing the same days, same clothes for days, not caring. It's like, no, I, I, I believe that shit really happens to him because of his condition. You know what I'm saying? Where he really don't feel like, you know, and so that that just kind of hits different to the Andre and big boy thing. What I would tell you, you know, and and it's funny because we're having this kind of like conversation because I know Nas is superior rapper to Prodigy. Nobody's questioning that. But um, it's kind of a similar conversation. Prodigy maybe has more soul than Nas about certain things, if that makes sense. It resonates with a certain part of your psyche differently. And, and that psyche is probably the more human and animalistic side of you that's in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Nas appeals more to our ideals 
and what we think things should be and should sound like and feel like, even hip-hop-wise. Like, like not only how you should live, but even how it should sound hip-hop-wise. Prodigy's like what's really happening. And with Andre and Big Boy, it's like when you listen to Big Boy, Big Boy's actually technically the better rapper. Technically speaking, because he actually checks more boxes about what an MC is supposed to do. He uses mm. more literary devices, actually. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, and so Andre really is a, a rock star in that sense, because one of the things that gets lost is how technically proficient Big Boy is on the mic. Like almost every time he texts to the night, Mike, you're going to get consonants, dissonance, alliteration, metaphor, simile. Like you're going to get that almost every time he ever raps and nobody ever really talks about it because he's rapping next to a guy that's clearly a star. He clearly has one of those voices that says he is star. Like people understate this so much in hip hop. That star voice matters in hip hop. Biggie, Method Man, Chuck D. Andre has a voice that it's like, oh no, that guy's a star. I heard him. I can hear him. He sounds like a star. And even Big Boy has a great voice. He doesn't have one of those voices. So I actually think one of the things that gets understated is Andre's voice Andre and a great Big Boy's voice. technical proficiency. Yeah. Because Andre's voice. When Big is more technically proficient, it still makes it seem like it's comparable. Like skewing on the bar, they're like, ah, oh, but it's close. I'm like, no, not technically, really. You just love hearing Andre rap. I don't know, right? man. It's, it's close, close, man. The common denominator, there the nigga numerator, never know who to hate, and niggas catered to your ego. Man, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, it's, but it's his, but, but, but vocally, but you want to know, he's kind of like Method Man in the sense that it's vocally how he delivers that yeah. that helps draw you in. If How about this? If Bubba Sparks says that, you don't feel that way, Mike? Nah, 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 nah. I mean, Andre's delivery is crazy, and his voice is crazy, and I think he yeah. fills it it's in with voice. lyricism. His pen game is And how crazy. about this? Like, I... I love Big Gip's voice. If Big Gip says that verse, it's not the same. If Big Big goes the common denominator, the nigga numerator, never know who that that hits you. You know, it's funny. I think a great example of that is when that one time when Andre took Cujo's flow at the end of Jazzy Bell, where he's like, me on a go, in the black on black, lack no star. You know what I mean? And it's like, he's rapping Cujo's flow, but it's Andre's voice, and it sounds incredible when Dre does it. Yeah, sticking close together like <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa Paul. Yeah, yeah. that's Cujo. But this comes back to the star power. You know what I'm yes. saying? This is, this is a star. Triggers, bro. It's like a trillion of us. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is that everybody, and we all saying the same stuff, but it's in different ways. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just in different ways. So some people going to appeal to those voices. Some people going to like your cadences. Some people going to like your flows. It's just... That's why I never try to stay in a box when I do different songs. My every, every song that I do is like different from my last song. You know what I'm saying? And I just try not to be in a box. I try to be artistic when I do my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an art at the at the end of the day. So, man, there with the super chat wants to know before you get out of here, uh, where do you rank Eminem? See, I knew they were gonna do. This. <laughs> Y'all be killing Eminem, man. Uh, no, y'all, no. see, this is what I'm talking about. Don't say y'all, fam. Don't say y'all. I do, I do not be up here. Killing I'll, I'll take that one. For me personally, Eminem probably outside of my top fifteen. Personally, mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm a guy. I like Capadonna out of everybody in the world. Oh God, don't do that. That's don't my do guy that too. My... Yeah, Capadonna fan. You me know too. what I'm saying? Like, I like Capo more than I like Deck. I'm not ashamed to say. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh. so like you know, so for me, like, like M, 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 one of the greatest, bro. He is 
do I listen to him every day or what I listen to him? I have to be in the mood to listen to him, but he's probably outside of my top 15, but he's definitely in the top 20. I can mix him. You know what I'm saying? That's generous. Well, <laughs> before we get up out of here, man, <laughs> let people know where they can. <laughs> Coop be killing me with those facial expressions, man. Where you ranking, Coop? Where you ranking him? What, Capadonna in the clan? No, you talking about Eminem. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> yeah, we got a long show. Well, we'll... I left the Democratic Party so that I could be independent and not have to answer shit like that if I don't want to. I'm <laughs> independent. I don't even want to talk about that. So, yeah, let people know where they can check you out and check out your music, man, because he got bars. Yo, check me out on anywhere you can find music, bro. Check me out. Um, Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, definitely check my YouTube out. Follow me. Please follow me on any platform, bro. Share me. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 in between street and intellectual at the same time. Plus, I'm 43 and I'm a grown man, so I'm going to give you that adult contemporary rap, too. But I can still relate and go back to the days when we was out there doing our thing. Well, tell so the people to uh, how to spell on. your name and everything, too. Yo, uh, S-W-I-G-G. That's Swig. And you can find me on Instagram. Follow my Instagram, Swig underscore DiCaprio. And, man, I really appreciate y'all brothers for, for getting me on, for real. All day, man. We appreciate you guys <laughs> tuning in and, you know what I'm saying, and bringing us the heat when it comes to the music. Bet, bet. All right, we're going to holler at you, we're we gonna yeah. talk some more shit. <laughs> Most of I'm I'm still gonna be tuned in, bro. All right, cool, cool. Good looking out. All right, cool. peace, peace. All right, peace. Pleasure, brother. Pleasure. Yo, man, he got some dope shit, man. Let me get to some of these super chats, and we'll continue this conversation. Cause, man, I didn't even know the big boy thing was gonna come up, but I, I got some interesting stuff from what y'all said. Um, Pragmatic says. Was that Leroy Green? Nah, that was Swig. We need to get Leroy Green on one of these calls too, man. Just so he could show us his face and you know. How about we don't? <laughs> we need to know. We need to know the truth behind the bars. Uh Mr. Pragmatic said Prodigy's cadence and rhyme pattern is unorthodox. Man. Um It is, but it's very hip hop at the same time too. It's both. Craig Smith uh, with the super chat says, "I'm from uh, it says yeah, I'm from just west of New Orleans, and uh, off of HNIC, I always been one of my favorite joints. Uh, that YBE off of H- uh, the one with BG, right? Been one of my favorite joints. Never would imagine P and BG on the track together. That's another person that had a really really dope voice and a really dope flow." Like, BG, I think that's what made him stand out when it came to Cash Money. We don't really talk about Cash Money too, too much. I don't know, you know, what your feelings were, like, on the Hot Boys when they came in. But I know for me, man, I wasn't that big of a No Limit fan, right? Uh, I like Mystical and some of the stuff he did. But I wasn't, right like, really on the tank like that, like, when, you know, when most people were. I like Ice Cream Man album, and I like the... Uh, T.R.U. album like when P was doing his shit like that but like all of those spinoffs from the No Limit I wasn't too too big on them but when Cash Money came through they were different 
Like to me, it was. I mean, now that we know what we know, they kind of honed in on what that real New Orleans sound was as far as bounce music, right? Production wise. And I feel like, I think back then I felt like the No Limit guys were the better rappers, but now I don't know if I feel that way. I think Juvenile like had no such limit? a perspective. I think the Juvenile, between Juvenile BG, and Wayne really wasn't the Wayne we know of or the he became. Him and Turk were more so style, right? Manny and Baby aren't going to give you lyrics, but the perspective that Juvenile and BG had alone, I think that might put them over the edge. Because I think Juvenile might have been the best rapper of, I guess, of both labels. Unless you want to say Mystical's better than him, but you think Mystical's better than Juvie? I don't think so. That's a fact. Okay. That's not even... So... I think mm-hmm. lyrically... I think stylistically, originality and all that stuff, obviously, Mystical's in his own box. I think he's probably one of the most original artists we've ever seen. Him and Wayne. It's interesting that, you know, both of them are from New Orleans. But Juvenile, man, like, Juvenile has some real songwriting skills, man. Huh? We laughed at it when we first heard it. That shit is brilliant. We did. I was one Back of that people. thing up is brilliant when you think about it. No, so like you, not a No Limit fan. My best friend in high school was a No Limit fan, and he was the one with a car. So always heard No Limit. Yeah. Some of their better stuff is Mysticals Unpredictable. Definitely. Master I think it's P's, the best No Limit uh, album. Dope and Mr. Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Uh, Fiends, There's One in Every Family. Yep, Fiend was dope too. I I left him out. Yep, Soldier Slim with Soldier Rags. That's a No Limit project. Yeah, and uh, and Sea Murders, the Sea Murder album that had Down for My Niggas is tough too. Yeah, they had and a lot of rappers. And Mia X and was tough too. The the the, the true the TRU album that you're talking about with No Limit Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mia X album. So they did work even though I wasn't a big fan. No, they did work and put out quality projects. Mystical's the best rapper between the two camps. Cash Money won a style fight. New lim- no Limit? People forget, P got his business model on a lot of that shit from the Bay. Yep. I mean, sonically, when you think about it, a lot of that stuff kind of sounds like the Bay, the early stuff. Not when Beats by the Pound got on, but like that early Mr. Ice Cream Man stuff, that stuff right. sounds like the Bay when you think about it. So you have to understand when Cash Money is starting to find their groove in their niche, it sounds more authentic to the city. Yep. So they want a style fight in their own city by keeping the style more local until it went major. P took a sound from somewhere else and bought it back to the hood and then blew up and started putting the sound from the city on. Cash Money was the bounce because of Manny from the jump. And yep. so they want a style fight. Now you couple that because here's what they had. And this is what I mean. They want a style fight. Well, as much as I love C Murder and Soldier Slim and Fiend, well, they don't have more style than those other guys. Mystical is the only one with more style than Juvenile, BG, yeah. Wayne, Turk. Right. They want a style fight. Right. Like, is Fiend a better rapper than BG? Probably. Is Soldier Slim a better rapper than BG and Wayne around that time? Fuck yeah. Style fight. Nope. Yeah. 
Born King with the uh, Super Chat says, I like what my man said about Big Boy. In my opinion, he murdered that last verse on International Players Anthem. He did. He did. He killed that shit, man. And I think that, uh, but see, Andre, all right, I'm going to get into my spiel about that because I have a lot of thoughts about that. And I'm glad that people are giving Big Boy his props. Well deserved. Bruce Almighty, DJ Bruce Almighty says, Mike, no. Uh, when you take the top guys from the tank, it's not even close. Uh, Mia X, Mac, forgot about Mac, Fiend, Mystical, Snoop. I don't count Snoop. They overshadow themselves too much. Um, Craig Smith. No, that's with the what Super I'm saying, though, but says, it wasn't Soldier one Slim. sound or style. Cash Money had a sound and style. Yeah. Uh, Soldier Slim was our goat before Wayne Blue. Um, yeah. DJ Bruce Almighty says, Mac Shell Shot. People love that album. Um, okay, Max Shellshock. I remember that. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what I mean. No limit did work. That was the that was part of the problem, though, is that they did work, and so stylistically, you didn't know what they were doing from week to week. It was like you didn't know whose hood or whose ward or world or what that you was in. When Cash Money came, they made you feel like they were all from similar projects that were close. You kind of got bought into their world. No Limits world was almost too big for their own good. They were kind of ahead of their time. Was they it would have actually worked better today. Was it Manny you, Fresh that was the X Factor? Because I'm not going to lie, when I first heard those... The authenticity, if you think the authenticity of the sound is the X Factor, then yes, because he's the X Factor in that. Because his sound and his production yeah. sound comes straight from Bounce New Orleans sound and music. When I heard Rich Niggas, when I heard High, as far as production-wise, I, I never heard nothing like it, to be honest. See, I'm I'm thinking even before that, I'm thinking like Big Ball and Wool, Kimo Sabe. Oh, no, Big, that's one of my favorite Big beats ever. No, Big that's time. one of my favorite yeah, like, beats ever. That's one of my favorite Manny joints. I got right, all kind of memories saying. with that. But Mike, that's that New Orleans bounce. That's yeah. that bounce, Mike. That's yeah. that bounce. Yeah, that's my shit. No Limit wasn't making shit like that consistently. Manny was cranking out albums like that. So the hood was like, that's our shit. Them are niggas. I got a quick story. Uh, when I was in the marching band at Alabama State University, we went down to Southern, or we played Southern in the Gulf Classic. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we didn't... I mean, we had our music and everything together, but Southern, on the other end, man, they just broke off into that boom, 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 boom. The tubas was going side to side, and then the trumpets jumped up and just started blaring out that... That woke Kimo Sabi, I was like, oh man, we're done. <laughs> that was good. I was like, whoa, whoa, Kimo Sabi. Yeah, man. Um, big, Manny was the X Factor for me. Now, I did like P, and you know, when P came through, Heaven for a Gangster, again, that's that stuff that sounded like the Bay. That's what I mean. Yeah. So is there heaven for a gangster? That's straight yay area. I see somebody saying BG is the down south prodigy. I love the uh yeah. the correlation there, you know. Yeah. And that's my no, thing no, when I talk about BG. Yeah, when I talk about BG and juvenile, their perspectives to me were a little bit more introspective than what we were getting from no limit rappers. Now, stylistically, were they better technical MCs? Maybe not. But some of the stuff that they were saying was a little bit more relatable than the the No Limit MC. Well, well, hold on. Well, here's where Prodigy and like BG are, are, are very much alike. Oh, well, BG was living that. He was a real head buster. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Bruce Almighty with the Super Chat says, yes, it was uh, Manny because Cash Money weren't friends. 
Uh, they had a huge age gap and from different areas, but they sounded uh, so good together. They meshed well. Mm-hmm. Manny, yeah. the bounce. UNLV. Um, I want to talk about this big boy and Andre thing, and then we can go on to uh, talk about this Nas song, and then we can talk about um, Peyton Fool's 35th anniversary, too. Um, I get what y'all are saying when it comes Hold to... On. What? At some point, we do need to rate the West Side album. It's hard to rate. I thought we gave it a three. <laughs> I we did. don't know, because we didn't see... We went into our little rabbit hole, and we never ran down the tracks like that, is okay. what I'm saying. And it's like when I'm looking, that's why I asked you if you like big ass bracelet. Can we can we get done with the West Side and then we can do Big Boy Three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, Dumb it down with the super chat says Big Boy's greater than three thousand. So Lucia's left foot is a classic. Okay, we're gonna get to that. We are going to get to that. So let's let's get to this uh, rating this West Side and we'll move on. Right. <laughs> LP says it's a three out of five at best. Whew, okay. Y'all are tough, man. They are tough. What did you they think don't about Westside in this chat like that anyway? Because I've been I was seeing the pray for parents comments. They're like pray for parents is good. It's like okay, no, Jesus crack. What do you? So we're skipping Jesus crack, right? Yeah, I mean it was cool. Like that. That's what I'm saying. It was three out of five. Yeah, it was cool. What about that Ritz Barlton? I didn't really care for that. Me either. Once yeah, again, I didn't think it was very good. slow me- music, man. Right. Big ass Big bracelet. Ass bracelet. I like that. Okay, so look, we're three tracks in. We just got to the first song that we like. Yeah. What about Bobby Roode? I love the track to Bobby Roode. Don't know how much I love the record. I like it too. And see, when I heard Big Ass Bracelet, I was like, okay. And then I heard Bobby Roode. I'm like, okay, this thing is picking up a little bit of steam. Right. And then I heard Derek Bowman. Derek Bowman's dope. Derek Bowman's one of the highlights on the album. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Horses on Sunset is the highlight of the album. Yep. And so, look, we got four straight dope tracks right there. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not as bad as you think. Because think about it. No, this is. Well, listen to what I'm about to say. This is what I mean. It might be a 3.5. Well, the first song we got a 10 track album right here. Okay. Right. First song is an intro, so there ain't no music right there. Okay. I told you these intros kind of hurt him when it doesn't go off well musically too, because it's just taking up space at that point. Mm-hmm. Then we got the flip versus Phil. That's the local hood freestyles he's been posting on social media. That's one of those. So there's no rap on two of these records all the way. So we're really only talking about eight songs. Well, we just went through four of them and said they were dope. You feel me? Mm-hmm. We usually don't give song albums threes that we haven't finished rating it. And we're like, well, we already just went through four dope records, one record we can skip, and one bad record. That's not a three. And so how do you feel about the rest of those last two tracks is really how we should rate this album. How do you feel about that open praise and Dan Housen track? I mean, they're cool. And I think this album is just cool. So it would probably be, how about this? Do you think it's better than who, do you think who made the sunshine is better? Yes. Most then, we gotta give the, then we have to give this a three because we gave that a 3.5. And I think it's clearly better too, just because it has 98 sabers on exactly. there. Exactly. That was the first thing I thought. The first thing I thought too, it's got 98 savers on there. So yeah. Um, again, we'll listen to it some more. Maybe things have changed by Wednesday. Who knows? Um, somebody asked if, if we're gonna play this album five years from now. I don't think so. I, I, I have no way of knowing right now. But oh, I don't think. you want to know what? Yeah, we got to give this a three because you want to know what? Like the butcher and the blade is on. Who made the sunshine? Yeah. Mike, you went out again. 
We uh, went out again, Mike. No, keep going. Me? Keep going. I'll, I'll get back. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah, but um, The Butcher and the Blade mm-hmm. is on. Who Made the Sunshine? So is um, All Praises with Jada Kiss and yep. Boldy. Yep. Like just the, the so so the butcher and the blade all praises and ninety eight sabers blows everything on this album out the water exactly like everything it's not even a competition and I'm also going to say something too is is like I like Stove but Stove didn't do himself any favors on this album outside of that uh, what is it with the horses what's that record sunset sunset on horses yeah the rest of his work on there and. You know, I'm interested to see what his next project is going to be like. This is, we got the this is the thing. I'm going to keep it real. And like, and, and with this being West Side, we already were somewhat anticipating this to talk about it. After hearing this today, I, I wasn't excited to talk about it, to be real. And, you know, and that's, that's very fair. rare when it comes to West Side. Like, I, I, you know, he's one of those artists that whenever we do our show, we're waiting to hear other people's reaction, hear each other's reaction, talk about the yeah. highlights of it. And yeah. this didn't really give us much to work with when it comes to that. And uh, for that reason, it is definitely underwhelming. And I don't think anybody in here is really telling us too much different. Uh, Darren Harris with the Super Chat says, also love the way Nas spazzed on uh, Havoc's production on Shoot 'em Up from Nostradamus. Uh, no, one of the few saying. highlights no. from that album. Yes. Y'all want to talk about Nas. Y'all don't want to talk about this. So, we're all right. We're going to talk about Nas and Preen. But I want to yeah. get to that big boy thing. Okay. We can we can go there now. Now that now that we're clear that it's a 3. Yeah. Cuz we have to be careful cuz I mean, like I think that's probably the lowest. How about this? Yeah, it is. <laughs> we've been doing this podcast, isn't that the lowest rating we've given a Griselda project? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. Cause I don't think they've gotten less than a 3.5 for anything because I don't feel like they really made anything that was less than a 3.5, just truthfully speaking. Somebody said, anybody seen that Thor movie yet? That's how good the uh, the West Side album is. <laughs> it's very problematic. We're talking about Thor. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. Y'all comment about Big Boy being a better rapper than Andre. I thought was interesting because I get it, and I think I agree. The thing about Andre is just he's just so lyrically like somewhere else right and i think his lyrics and like you said his voice and his selected cadences carry him over to something else like let's look at bombs of a bad dad right okay the way he delivered on there the way his voice you know goes over that track the intensity that he's able to give you on record and coupled in with his lyricism on that record. Where Big Boy did, I mean, he did amazing jumping on that track. So it's not too many rappers ever that's going to be able to jump on a track like Bonds of a Bad Dad and catch wreck like they did. But mm-hmm. the way Dre's able to, his vocal inflection, I think that the way he records, you could tell he's a perfectionist at making sure that everything hits at a certain time. And that's why I really dislike when he got into the whole talking style of things. Like how he was kind of like talking through his raps 
Because when he would get on it, like, he's unstoppable. And sort of like what you said with that skewed on the Barbie. The way he delivers it, it makes you feel like things are close, even if they might not be close. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I don't, it's a gift. But it is a gift. But I think Big Boy is the one who is actually the gifted rapper. Like, if Big Boy had to be a solo artist, even in that era, even now, he could have done it. I don't think Andre could have done it. And I think that when it comes to being a solo artist, that's a whole nother chamber. And that's a whole nother point that we have to give people. And if he has that chamber and Dre doesn't, I'm not mad at y'all for saying Big Boy is better. So how about this? I just thought about a comparison and it's because of the interview that I've been watching. Most people, and, and this is what's so funny about what people think about Andre in relationship to this. Most people think Ghostface is a better MC than Method Man in all time ranking because of what Ghost has been able to do song making and album wise. If you put the bars next to each other, Method's better. You understand? I disagree, but I understand. No, no, Mike, you can't, you can't, you can't put Ghost's <laughs> best bar next to Meth's best bars. Like, like, Ghost like that's a, what I'm talking about. Like, like Ghost's chamber, Mike, doesn't do the things that Method Man does on Limit. I'm sorry, but Ghost is a top three storytelling MC, and I no, think and that that's why I'm saying that in your chamber. No, no, listen, what I'm about, and that's what I mean. So part of why Ghost gets held is not because necessarily he's better bar for bar, but he does things better, like tell stories, goes in depth makes songs, makes albums that are better. Just as far as the bar work goes, Ghost is not better than Meth as far as the bar work is concerned, Mike. Hmm. He's not. LP with the He's Super not. Chat says, uh, Stove let y'all gas his hooks up like like he was Meth. Um, Andre Shashir says, I haven't listened to all the way through yet, but Ransom's new album, Pain and Glory, sounds nice so far. Ransom got what? another one? That's what we should have been talking That's about. That's what we should have been talking about. We'll, we'll talk about it Wednesday. Dang it. How did we miss the ransom? All right. Well. Because Westside. No, I mean, Westside takes precedence. We didn't do the wrong thing necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Ransom well, yeah, already dropped the album of the year contender. Yeah, let us know in the room how y'all feeling about that ransom. Um, 18 yeah. songs. Okay, so you're saying bar for bar. Ghost yeah. is bar for bar method is better. But, based but on, Ghost based does, on what um, specifically? But, listen, but but that's what I'm saying is is that like well Ghost is better because of all of the things he does. So if you're telling me Big Boy is better, it's because of all of the things that he does. Same way with with Ghost versus Meth, because like much like Meth, Andre has that voice and that delivery that carries him further, and that star power and charisma that carries him further. But if you actually look at the work and the MC, and much like Ghost, Big Boy has really you know, done the work, made the albums. I keep telling people, if you go back and listen to their hits, yeah. sounds like Big Boy. Rosa Parks, Elevators, that sounds like Big Boy. You know, there are very few of the hits after Southern Playalistic, because it feels like, how about this? On Southern Playalistic, it feels like organized noise is the driving force. Right. After that, as far as the hit making and these records are concerned, on their next three albums, Big Boy's the driving force. So fresh, so clean. Elevators sounds like Big Elevators. Boy, even though you know Andre has that epic verse on there, and even but no, the but- hook when you talk about um, 
uh, uh, the song AT Aliens, you know, throw your yeah. hands in the A, like that's big boy. Fishing grits and all the pimp shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so when, so, so, so big boy is somebody that had, they probably been in a bigger group. Like let's say the dungeon family all gets put on like Wu-Tang clan. Big boy would have been Ghostface. Okay, look, oh, let's go down this line real quick. Right. Down this quick rabbit hole, right? Andre's so the living singles, man in the Dungeon Family. Big Boy's ghost face. He's the album maker and the MC with all the real totality of the skills. Even if you think Ray and Meth are better, or Deck, like you could say, oh, well, Deck and, and, and Jizz are better lyrically. Yeah, but not overall. Well, Ray got this and Meth got that, but not better overall. That's who Big Boy is in the Dungeon Family. Nobody's better than Big Boy in the Dungeon Family overall. I would say CeeLo, and that's about it. No, CeeLo doesn't have the ability to make an album like Big Boy, so I don't want to hear that. And and also, as far as like hit-making ability goes, listen to Elevators and tell me who wrote Elevators, because that's the biggest thing that really came out of that camp single-wise. That's definitely Big Boy. Okay, let's go down that line. Let's go down that line. Cousin 2. The hook for AT Aliens, the song, you know what I'm saying? That sounds like Big Boy, right? Elevators, that hook, that sounds like Big Boy. Um, Jazzy Bell, that's just singing. So, you know what I'm saying? That's probably neither, either, maybe organized, whatever. Um, then let's move on to Kumana. The Rosa Parks hook. Sounds like Big Boy. Uh-huh. Push that fuss. Everybody moves to the back of the bus. Yeah, that sounds like Big Boy, right? Do you want to bump and slump now, with us? We the type of, hold on. Here's how you know it's Big Boy. We the type of people make the club get crumped. Mm-mm. Dre don't talk like that. <laughs> All right, so skew it on the Barbie though. That sounds like Dre to me. Old school plays. That sounds like Dre. Play. Yeah, skew it All on the Barbie sounds like Dre. All right, so we got artist storytelling. What do you think that is? That's more Sleepy Brown. That, well, actually, you hear Big Boy in there too. It's like that's that collaborative. Now. You better go get the hump about your back now. That sounds Big more Boy Big Boy too. and Sleepy. Hold on, that's Big Boy and Sleepy. It's about four, five cats off in the black. Yeah, that's big. That's Dre. Dre don't talk like that. We yeah. just shooting game. What's the way saying? We just shooting game. Dre don't talk like that. Well, you got damn, damn, damn James on Spodiote Delicious. So we, that's that's Dre. That's that's Dre. Dre. Yeah, taking on the good times reference. Um, mm-hmm. and then on Stankonia. Bonds over Bonds Baghdad. Over Baghdad. That's, Dre. that's Dre. Yeah. Um. So fresh, so clean. That's probably big boy influence. Big boy. I think Miss Jackson is Dre. I think that's a meeting in the middle because Big Boy was actually the one that was having the baby mama drama. That's why he actually has two verses versus one. That's what I've always told people. It's like the person with the real baby mama drama is Big Boy. Fair like point. Erica Badu and Andre didn't have some bad relationship or problem raising their child together like that. Listen to what he's saying. Just know that everything's cool. And yes, I will be there on the first day of school and graduation. That's not tenuous. Tenuous is my baby mama drama don't like me. She be doing things like having her boys from the neighborhood come (laughs) to the studio trying to fight me. (laughs) That's tenuous. What Dre's talking about is ain't tenuous. He's talking about love not working and a child coming from it. I think they're talking about two different things. Baby mama drama. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. That's, they're talking about big boy's life, not Andre's. But I think the hook was created by Dre. Maybe. Uh, LP with the Super Chat says, Big Boy versus 3K is the perfect example of hard work beats talent when talent <laughs> doesn't work hard. Uh, 3K is just objectively better, but Big Boy did more. Uh, Born King with the Super Chat says, But Coop, you can say that about deck against meth. Bar for bar, deck is better. That's a really good point. 
Uh, Mad Max no. in the Super Chat says, is Andre a better lyricist or more detailed in his content? Because Andre is uh, is for, uh, is a precursor to K-Dot, and K-Dot is a detailed writer, more than Bard. It's not even, it's not the, the, even, how about this? The content isn't even deep. Okay, do you think detailed and insightful are the same things, Mike? Uh, they can be, but not specifically, because they're all. They can. Cross, how about this? They can cross each other's paths, but they're not the same thing. Andre's style is more insightful than it is detail oriented. Kendrick is detail oriented. Andre is insightful. Needs some hope, like the words maybe, if, or probably. That's insightful. Yeah, that's not detail. Feel okay. me? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Michael Williams yeah. with the super chat says, uh, "Whose flow do you think is better, out of Jay Z and A Z?" If they collaborated in 1996, it would have been crazy. They both got dope flows. OGTK Cole says, uh, the Ransom Pain and Glory album isn't new. Uh, he just re-uploaded uh, re a better version of his old album. Okay, cool. Thanks for letting us know. Mad Max at the Super Chat says, uh, Meth is more entertaining because he punches uh, ghosts be telling stories. Uh, Mad Max again says, but punching all... Over, I'm sorry, punching all day over the course of an album runs dry. Telling vivid stories doesn't, which is why yes. Ghost is better, and and that's yes. why we love people like Scarface and said. Tupac so much. Uh, double no, seven that's, that's, that's what I'm saying though. It's like no, no, no. Meth bar for bar is a better rapper than Ghost, but it's like, well, how does that carry you over album? And when I mean bar for bar, he's a better rapper. Show me Ghost Mike performance like Method Man on Bring the Pain. You feel me? Go show. Go show me the mic performance just like that the Ghost has, where you just hear him on a record like that, where you're like, man, Ghost just going the fuck off. Meth got plenty of records like that. Oh, got him Ghost on got plenty albums. of records like that too, man. Hold yeah. on, hold on. <laughs> not, hey, yo, not, I roll like a bad no, eye. Not to the level of Bring the Pain, pass. Mike. Any Ghost record you're going to name where he's snapping like that isn't as good as Bring the Pain. That's what I'm saying. It's like, no, Meth's bar work is better because when he shines, he shines, shines. Well, see, Bring the Pain is like Brooklyn Zoo, right? You know, I was listening to, I bet to bring this song up, the other show. I was listening to All In Together Now, Limp Biscuit, where Premier was on the track. It's unfortunate. Meth, meth went crazy on it. That's what I'm saying. And you know he what? And another like thing I want to point out, too. Fred Durst has even rhymed over a Premier track. Okay? I'm not Fred doing fucking Durst has rhymed over a Premier track. I'm not doing Let this that sink you. in. I'm not doing it. Independent. Twelve rounds of throwdown. <laughs> Lit biscuit. Get around like Mary go. What's the scenario? Pump it through your stereo. Why risk it? Lifestyles of the prolific and gifted. Eight of eight essential vitamins and minerals. Delicious. Uh, 007 the super chat says, "Coop, I'm normally locked locked step with you, but now nah, show me where meth is better than ghost." But don't do it now. Maybe Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> Top ten to tracks for each. He don't want to do say, that. I was just thinking. I was like, well, I just gave you bring the pain. He don't want to do top the pain. Some evidence, for okay? You want some evidence? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, which verse, which, which bar work do you want me to go to? You feel me? It's just like, where do you want to go? Pick pick a Wu-Tang album. I'll show you where mess bar work is better than Ghost bar work on that album. Except for Wu-Tang Forever. Every other Wu-Tang album meth is better than, than Ghost. Is he better than him on the W? He is. is Holocaust he? of the land of the lost. Behold the pale horse. Of course. Follow me. Wu-Tang gotta be the best thing since Starks and Clark Wallabies. Bzz. Yeah. I like Mr. Man on that album. Rapper. He just not ghost. 
I can't just sleep. Ghost is a song maker. Ghost is just a song maker. Ghost, Ghost is one of the best song makers ever. Ghost on Hollow Bones and I Can't Sleep. Those, those are highlights are of the but, album. But technically, listen to what I'm saying. See, you're talking about the feeling again. I'm talking about the bar work. The bar work <laughs> meth doing is still better. From a technical aspect. LP with the Super Chat says, cool, meth ain't got it. Uh, ain't got uh, all that I got is you. Oh, right. that meth ain't got no, all that I got is you. That's why Ghost is better overall. He just doesn't do better bar work because the bar work on Bring the Pains better than the bar work than all that I got is you, in my opinion. It's just that all that I got is you does more as a full encompassing song. Well, it's a better song overall. It makes you feel more. It makes you think more. It's more relatable. It's a story. That's why Ghost is a better MC overall, but the bar work's not better. Ghost can't go back and forth with Biggie Smalls on Ready to Die. Uh, I disagree with Say you less. on that. I Say disagree less. with you on that. Well, no, Mike, in 1994, you think Ghostface can go back and forth? Oh, with not Big? 1994. No, no, I agree with that. That's what I would Method say Man's doing on in the 1994, in 1994, Method Man was better than Ghost, but around 97, and 95, 98, and 96. No, no, you're right. 95 and 96, and 97. I don't know about that. That's when things started to change. Well, Wu-Tang Forever is when things started to change. Right, but what I'm saying is, is if you actually go look at 97, go look at the work. Meth got more bar work than okay. Ghost. I'm cool You're with going that. Off the, no, for real. It's like, take Impossible in the MGM off the table. What you really got now? Uh, You got Older Gods. Okay, that's not enough to beat Method Man in 1997. Really? His uh, verse on Triumph is better than Ghost's verse on Older Gods. What about the verse uh, on I don't Reunited? Know about that. I don't know about that. Now, his verse on Triumph is better than Ghost's verse on Triumph, but I don't know if it's better than the older guy's verse. That verse okay. The Reunited verse is better than the older guy's verse? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I mean, I'm with you, but I don't I don't think so. I love that verse. Mike, you're I a Ghost fan. So. Ghost I'm is a like ghost your second favorite rapper after Q-Tips. Yeah, I, I'm a Ghost fan, so maybe I'm biased right. here. Mike, um, you're the only person I've ever heard say that Ghost's verse on Older Gods is better than Ness' verse on Reunited. The way he jumped in that shit, man, like, yo. I get it. We like Dorothy Hamill on Ice. We might circle. I remember the verse. <laughs> Crazy. I'm a Ghost fan, too. People don't even know who Dorothy Hamill is. She won the 1964 gold for figure skating. <laughs> KC1 with the Super Chat says, did Method Man or Prodigy have more rhyme, uh, have more rhyme of the month? I remember seeing Method Man having rhyme of the month the most. To be honest, um, I saw Prodigy for Nighttime Vultures is the only one that I can remember he got, even though I'm probably certain he got it for Shook Ones, didn't he? Mm hmm. I would like to think so. So those yeah. are the two that I know he got. Yeah. yeah. Um, Swain with the Super Chat says, Mess Bar Work on Butterfly Effect. Yeah. LP with the Super Chat says, uh, Nutmeg got better bar work than 90% of Meth's raps. That's I, not true. I can't go against that. I mean, we heard him on Buck Fifty, man. Like, I know y'all want to say Red Man had the best verse on that on that song, but you know. he did because he did because he did. Jordan jumped dunk like Clyde Drexler, all up in the parrot, nose numb, real as they come. Biggie's Versace, Snow White Rabbit, hands is like photographic magic. Funeral love, moving when we That's hug. Funny. Don't make it a habit. Hit the gym for two weeks, my back all chiseled. Elbows unique. Now meet the new me. Ghetto Fabulous, Tone Atlas, Zulu Nation in the 80s in front of Macy's. I started my own chapters. 
tight gold, night glow, velvet poles, special effects, high tech armors, mercury at the shows, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, dosisalorestifragilisticalisupa, Cancun, catch me in the room eating groofer? Man, cool. come on, man. <laughs> Like I said, but one of those guys, oh, man. one of those guys has the type of bar work where he goes back and forth with Red Man regularly, and it's not ghosts, right? Well, you know what? Say I love, there. I love no, Red Man Mike, and Method Man. We can together. both be right on this. Everything that you're saying can be true, and everything that I'm saying that can be true. Because here's what I'm trying to tell you: y'all not about to tell me that Ghost got Meth beating on some straight up and down rhyme to rhyme shit. No, he does so not. So why do, why do you think strap. that? No, well, he doesn't. What is, well, let me ask you this. He's I, a I better know. overall MC. Yep. Is he a better storyteller? Yes. Better album maker? Yes. Is he the best solo MC in Wu Tang Clan? Yes. Is his bar work better than Method Man's? No. No. Well, see, no. what do you what do you think that no. Method Man's missing? Because he doesn't have a shadow boxing mic. He doesn't have a bring the pain. <laughs> no, let me ask you something though, for real. Hold on, no, no, no. Let's no, go to Shadow Method Man, Boxing. Up, where, Method Man was no, no, my no, first no, favorite no, no. rapper. You, no, you went to no, you went to Nutmeg and Buck Fifty. Let's go to Shadow Boxing. Go. Oh no, no, I feel you. Again, you're no, talking you to somebody. No, no, you're you talking to somebody. You're rocking with Ghost. No, you're Method talking Man, to somebody whose favorite rapper this? was Meth. Ghost coming out party is on Fourth Chamber, and you forget it on the very next track. Oh, that no, no, that's real. No, you're right. I mean that shadow boxing. His best bar work is better. It's epic. He's a better bar for bar MC. He's just not a better overall MC because Ghost checks more boxes about what an all-time great MC should do. But as far as that bar shit go, Meth breaks it down to the bone gristle, ill speaking, scud missile, heat seeking, Johnny, Johnny Blazing. Nightmares like, yeah, Ghost, Ghost don't do that. Ghost Yo, don't man. give you that feel when he hit the bar lyrically like that. Like Method Man has like Nas Rock and Black Thought lyrical capabilities. Ghost doesn't have those capabilities. Man, I'm telling you, like, Shadowboxing had me running home from school, turning on Rap City, hoping to see that video come up. That's on, what man. I'm saying. So why are y'all uh, acting like, 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 there's nothing wrong with giving Method Man this? Like, he's no, kind of no, 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 no. I love Method Man. And like I said, Method Man was my first favorite rapper. He got me into Wu-Tang. But I want right. to ask you, like, why do you think Method Man has all of these tools and that we know he has voice, flow, presence, lyrical ability. Why doesn't he have those other tools that the other greats that we talk about have when it comes to making the songs? What do you what do you think is missing? I don't know. It's one of the most confounding things in the history of hip hop. That's what really I'm trying is. to tell you. Because do you think that Method Man's better than Prodigy? Huh? Do you think Method Man's better than Prodigy? Technically, yes. What does that mean? Do overall. you think he is or not? Not overall? Okay, so you're ranking Prodigy higher than Method Man. Yeah, but I would have them in the same stratosphere. Okay. But I, but That's Prodigy tough. also, too, like I said, it's more personal with Prodigy. How about this? I feel about Prodigy how you feel about Ghost. So, you feel me? That's I why I'm like, no, I feel you. Because it's like, I'm talking about the bar work, Mike. We talking about, hold on. Y'all understand that it's like, well, Method Man's the guy that's on Bring the Pain. That's the guy on the what? That's the guy on Wu Gambinos. That's the guy on Shadowboxing. He's special, That's the guy special. on How High. I'm sorry. Ghosts don't have guys like that lyric. I love How High. And I'll tell you all the time, How High changed my life. <laughs> Born King with the Super Chat says, Stop it. Ghostface kept Wu relevant uh, for the long stretch. Relevancy at doesn't have to of, do with bar the, work. Y'all at, keep, y'all keep oh, let me let me finish the uh, Super Chat. He said, at the time of forever... He was switching his style up. 
Ghostface was fire. Yeah. Ghostface is probably one of the most improved rappers of all time. And I say that respectfully. That doesn't mean he does better lyrical bar work than Method Man. How about this? Name your five best ghost verses right now. Man, you, you just going to put me on the spot. Because oh, you man. can name some of Meth's best stuff because it's some of the best shit ever written, Mike, because he's lyrically better. You know, like, I, I already, I one can of my favorite ghost performances. You don't have nothing that can beat Shadowboxing, Mike. You got Impossible. People know the verses of Shadowboxing are Impossible more. Well, listen, Shadowboxing is one of the best featured verses of all time. Both of so them. So is Wu Gambino's. Wu Gambino's is tough. Ghosts don't have guest appearances. Ghosts got a better. Like I think Ghost's feature on the game on Pete Rock's joints better than that. But it's not. I'm not mad it's at you not. for saying that, but in my opinion, it is. In my opinion, Ooh. it is. But it's close. Wu Gambino. You know I mean, what? I like I him mean, on Boxing Hand more than I like him on Wu Gambino's personally. I mean, we can go to Boxing Hand. His delivery is pretty sick on Boxing Hand. He's yeah. got Ghost on Boxing Hand. He's got Ghost on Wu Gambino. He's the better rapper at that point. But I don't think that we've ever really seen... I mean, we've seen rappers improve over time, right? But the way yes. Ghost jumped from... I think it's fair to say, on the first album, he probably was like the fourth, maybe fifth best member in the group. Not even. Maybe Six. not. Maybe not even, because Old Dirty's there. Six. I don't think we've ever seen anybody make a jump from not only that to being one of the greatest ever in the genre. And that's what y'all keep rating it like. Yeah, you're looking yeah, yeah, at the yeah. jump. And you're not looking at the reality of the matter that where Ghost jumped to is somewhere that Method Man existed for almost five years before Method. For, from the jump. Right. Yeah, so you don't get to take that away from him just because Ghost ended up being better overall. And it doesn't take away the bar work. I'm sorry. Like, if you want to get to this is what I mean about the bar work. Name me one Ghost verse in the last 10 years is fucking with Mess verse on Limit. No, I'll give you that. That's fair. Uh, Swain right. with the Super Chat so says... Long. Go ahead. Uh, Swain with the Super Chat says, uh, Method Man is a better spitter, like in a cycle. Yes. Uh, Mad Max with the Super Chat That's says, Meth lacks focus. After uh, a while, his bars just sound like he's rambling. Meth is not co um, concise. I've heard that RZA uh, had to cut some of his verses short. Uh, Born King with the Super Chat says, because hip-hop consists of swag as well as and meth as well and meth don't got swag and style like ghostface man i thought you were going a different direction than that oh uh, okay. ghost does got the swag um lp with the super chat says coop all of them songs in the three-year time where in its three-year time frame supreme clientele alone has better bar work than probably everything method man did ghostface clean uh cleaned him out in 01 um, See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, hold on. Go ahead. If you got Supreme clientele to stand on, I, I got Method Man's guest I got Method Man's guest appearances that can match the bar work on Supreme Clientele bar for bar. And then it goes down to the fact, and this is what I mean. You're gonna have to explain what some of that shit mean because I can understand everything that Method Man's saying. And I'm not saying as a slight the ghost. I love the slang. The bar work is better too because you understand the bar work. That's why I'm letting people know. Well, Ghostface don't have no verse like Lemon in the last 10 years. And he was just on Russ's album spitting his ass off. 
Who do you think so has the like better verse? Work. That verse that Ghost did on Russ's album, it's not like Meth's verse on Lemon. No, no, no. I'll give you this. Method Man right now in 2022 is better than Ghostface. Is a better rapper than Hold Ghostface. Hold on. So if he was better early and he was better late, who's better? But I think one guy's that, a better... That one guy's middle part... That that's middle what I'm part saying. It's okay, to put, it's okay to put Ghost ahead of Meth all time because of what he's been able to do song-making and album-wise... But don't get it twisted who the better bar for bar MC is. Let me ask you this. Who do you think had the better verse on Run for Cover off of Blackout? I don't love that song. Really? I don't. I used to love it. They all got I down on there. But I think Redman's verse on there is the best. Really? Uh, Street Life killed it. Uh but to be honest with you, that's one of those songs that I loved when it came out, and then I realized that it's like all of those guys could have done better on there except for Street Life. So this ain't your granddaddy music, it's hip hop coming through your uh woofer like a mute kick, hundred thousand watts on some bullshit. I black out eclipse with the semi. I don't know, I like Method Man's verse. I think he no, might have it. a better verse than Ghost on there. I'm just gonna be even, objective. Even, even like this is what I'm saying. Like Method Man got bar work. You remember Raw Hyde off Return to the Thirty Six yeah. Chambers? Yeah. Coming soon to a theater near you would be the who? Actual facts in your squares. Actual facts. He said, "My positive energy sound like peace to you." A wise woman, a wise man killed one horse and made glue. Wicked women put in period blood and stew. Ooh. Don't make make the stew witches brew. I fear for the eighty-five that don't got a clue. Ooh. How could he know what the fuck he? No, method's just better bar work wise, Mike. It <laughs> is. It's that. No, it's better bar work. It is. It's like all through the catalog, better bar work, except for Ghost on Wu-Tang Forever, on Impossible in the MGM. It's not even the entirety of Wu-Tang Forever. This it's literally is, that verse on Impossible in the MGM, and the rest of the shit is actually a draw between them. This I told is what you, I, this the second is what best I rapper on Wu-Tang Forever after Ghost. It's like it's like Ghost is the best rapper on Wu-Tang Forever. Deck and Meth are right there. This He's is, not somewhere this is where what they I'll can't give reach. You. Meth has been the star of this group the whole time. No, the no, interview no, that I was telling you that you need to talk that we need to talk about is because Meth has been the front man of the group the entirety of the time, and he said it. I was willing to take chances and do things those other cats weren't do. That's the guy that was taking the chances, but he did the bar work to be able to take the chances first. This is what I would give you, and this is what I think the whole issue is. I think that the type of bar work that Method Man provides is on some Red Man Buster Rhymes type of approach, right? Whereas the rest of the people in the clan, content-wise, they're a little different than what he does. Him and Old Dirty were kind of like similar in that chamber, right? And I think that making music around that kind of bar work is a little bit more difficult than this going to translate. It's a little bit more difficult than somebody like a prodigy or a ghost. I love the Method Man. Like I told what you, about- I love that Blackout album because it's just rhymes. It's just beats and rhymes. Nobody at the time, because this is like what nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Nobody I was rocking with that was riding with me wanted to hear that shit in the car, but me. I wanted to no. hear it because it was bar work, and Method Man was giving it to that. That was his approach. That's what he was doing. He's like a no, specialist no. in that sense, right? He might that's not be I'm the saying. player that has the all around game, but he's the guy that's like, yo. You need some rebounds? I can get you 20 rebounds. So that's what I'm saying. So, Mike, if you're saying all those things, how can you be like, oh, I'm not sure if Ghost does the better bar work? I'm just about to name a few songs, and I want to tell you, I want you to really ask yourself 
as far as the bar work is concerned on these songs. Hold on, let me get to these super chats and I'll let you go Go down the uh, line with that. KC1 with the super chat says, uh, Meth, Nas, and Big should have been the big three. Uh, No one was bigger than Meth in 1994-95. He was on Snoop level. I say that all the time. Meth has better all-time verses. Yep. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. Another one. Oh, no, that was it. Go ahead. No, okay, so so listen to what I'm saying. What does they want us to do a Method Man and Ghostface versus? You want to do that? They want us to do a Method Man and Ghostface versus. You want to do that? Yeah, I, we can. I, I mean, I'm honestly at a disadvantage. To be honest, man, Method oh, Man's Michael, catalog is crazy. I'm gonna crush you. <laughs> Let's do it. You. I'm gonna crush you. I'm with it. Let's do it. I hope you are. I mean, you should be with it. Because yeah, all that shit it. that y'all log goes for, it's not about to play well against this, homie. Oh, yeah, we doing this. Because I'm about to expose a couple things right now. Okay. <clears throat> Who you got higher all time, Redman or Raekwon? I got Redman higher. Who you got higher all time, Biggie or Raekwon? I got Biggie higher. Okay, so... Tell me where Ghost is at on that the whole the what and how high thing. We'll just stay right there. Tell me when he's done something like that lyrically with somebody on that level hmm. that Big and Red Man they reside at. That's fair, but again. Okay, okay, Mike. No, 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 we're not done yet. Who's the <laughs> sharpest lyricist in the clan in most people's eyes? Jizza. What happened on Shadow Boxing, Mike? It was a massacre. But you know, I'm not going to say that's disrespectful. Jizza's verse is great. Hold on. It People was a memorable, it's one of the most memorable features It's ever. like, hold on. I prefer Prodigy over Method Man. What about extortion on Hell on Earth? Who has the better verse, Prodigy or Method Man? Uh, Method Man. You yeah. remember Method Man so on that Helter gonna... Skelter album? Huh? You remember Method Man on that Helter Skelter album? Uh, Magnum yes. Force? Yes, Magnum Force, yeah. Hold on, Mike. Wu Gambino's with Ghost on there. Who's got the better verse, Meth or Ghost? Meth. No, this Protect, is what I'm gonna yeah. say. While you're going, while you're going there, I think yeah. Method Man might be, and we don't talk about this enough. He might be one of the best, if not the best, featured artists we've ever seen. They try He's to the get that to Busta Rhymes, and that's why I say that we needed a Method Man and Busta Rhymes versus because I think that when you talk about what they've done individually and what they've done feature wise, they're the most comparable, and not to mention performance wise and what they bring to the stage. No, that's possible. Yeah, Method Man's feature game is crazy, and his feature game is—it's well, one of those things yet. where yeah, we're not go done ahead, yet. go ahead. We're not done yet. NYC everything on the Bobby crazy. Digital album. You crazy. remember that verse? That's a quotable. That 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 got rhyme of the month in the source. That is correct, Mike. That I is will, one of his hip hop quotable. That verse on uh, Holocaust, Bobby Digital. Who shot JJ Mudbone? Uh, same nigga riding the train. That verse created according to hip hop, low key. It, that could be a trivia question somewhere down the line, but so that hold verse on. is always gonna hold a special place. Got my mind made up with Tupac and Red Man on it. Who got the best verse, Mike? Mm, you know I'm a Method Man fan on that one. Fuck you, losers. Why you fake jacks? I make maneuvers. Yes, I make maneuvers. Woo! Mr. Like Mr. from certain <laughs> Yeah, Staten Island right. will be back after this man says don't touch the tab. Rarely do you Hold see on. an MC out for justice. 
Got my gunpowder in my musket. Wow. Mustard. Felons wow. get swellings. I paint mental pictures like Magellan. Ooh, Magellan. My clan, we Half of felons. my clans repeat fellas. <laughs> yeah. Niggas must respect they joint the nine nickel. Man, I stay on point like icicles. Now who want to test the cow? Test the cow. All up in your motherfucking mouth. Yo. Headbanger boogie. <laughs> Catch me on tour like Al Doogie. Yeah. Let the man roll too tight. You can't pull me. Yeah. All right. So, Mike. Oh, oh you got to finish me. the verse. <laughs> Johnny Blaze out to get loot like Johnny Cash. Play a game of Russian roulette and have a blast. Hey, yo. Hold on. Yeah, that's Mike, a Mike, yeah. I'm not finished. I think he might have the best verse on All Eyes on Me. In my personal Possibly. opinion. I think Pac's first verse. <laughs> I think Pac's first verse on all on, on Ambition to the Ride there is the best verse on the album. But, okay. but if you wanted to say okay technically that. that Method Man verse was better. Or and Pac's verse on I Ain't Mad at You, the first verse on I Ain't Mad at You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Mike, I just gave you eight verses that I know Ghost can't fuck with. What's up? Actually, hey, I gave you nine if you count both of the verses on Shadow Boxing. And if you count both the verses on Bring the Pain, it's eleven. That's what I'm saying. If you count the verse and a half on how high it's now eleven and a half to twelve, and then the half, no, I got like <laughs> I got literally like a guest album mixtape worth of verses that Ghost can't fuck with. Don't Yo, tell this me verses is gonna be fun. Mike Lemon, we can put Lemon on there too. That's what I'm saying. Ghost don't have these performances like that. Not lyrically. I love me some Ghostface Killer. Supreme clientele's sitting right there on the wall next to it was written. With liquid swords at the top. I love Ghost. Unknown name with the super chat says Ray and Ghost are greater than Meth and Red. Um, Mr. At Pragmatic so, at song says, making, yes. At song making, yes. Yeah, at song making, but you know, if we're talking about bar for bar and going back, right. yeah. if you were going bar for bar, Method Man and Red Man would rank higher than Ray and Ghost. And you know how I feel about Ray too, Mike. I told you know, you, this is what Ray, I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say. I told say. you Ray's top twenty to me just because all of y'all give Ghost top ten consideration. It's like, oh well, he's been rhyming with that nigga for a while, and that nigga was better first. I got a confession. Like, I got a confession. I my got a favorite verses. Too. My favorite verses was Method Man and Red Man's verses. Those dudes' catalog is crazy together. So if we're talking about you know, Meth and Red as individuals and as a unit being better than Ghost and Ray. I don't think that Ghost and Ray match up well if they were to do like 20 joints versus each other. If there was a Meth and Red versus versus Ray and Ghost, that would have been tough for Ray and Ghost. I'm just going to be honest. And I'm a super Ghost fan. Uh, Mr. Pragmatic says, for example, Freddie Gibbs makes better albums than Conway, but Conway is considerably a better rapper. I think that's a very good example. Unknown name with the super chat says, uh, Method Man said he was biting Nas on the what? Yeah. Uh, DJ Bruce Almighty says, uh, Method Man was in math, uh, was on math's podcast recently and said, if that got looks back then, um, like he did, he pretty much said that he missed some important opportunities. We were going to talk about that. You want to, you want to get on that now? Uh, since that's being brought up. Oh, what, the whole Method Man interview? Uh, the whole Method Man interview and his sentiments yeah. about um, Inspector Deck. LP says, Coop, give us 10 solo Method Man songs touching ghosts. See, we're going to keep going back and forth. No, 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 let's this. stop for a second. No, see, this is what I'm saying. People are jumping in. They're not listening to the criteria. What I keep telling you is that Ghost is the better song maker, the better album maker, the better storyteller the better overall MC bar for bar method man is better. And I just gave you evidence because you can't name eight 
Ghostface tracks like that that resonate in the vein, in the culture of this hip-hop community about lyricism has the stuff that I just named. And so just like let it go and understand that you're Well, wait till I hit you with that list. I'm going to hit you with that list on Wednesday. Uh, the Combs 444 says, um, wasn't they all subliminally talking about each other on uh, My Made Up? LOL. Uh, Mad Max of the Super Chat says, Deck got the best verse on My Made Up, but Pac just cut it. Nah, um, uh, JB was here, says, I noticed Pac never went at Wu. Uh, Meth's on his album. I mean, they were all cool. Swain with the Super Chat says, y'all do the best. uh, (laughs) And say, y'all should do uh, the best duo show. I got Nas and AZ. They don't have enough work together. I'm sorry. They don't have enough work together. Nas and AZ only have like nine or ten tracks together that you can go into and, and I'm so going to be honest, be- I know Method Man and Red Man are my guys, and so is Ghost and Ray, but when we talk about going back and forth, man, that style of Jada shit is crazy, man. But, but hold on, but like he didn't person. say back and forth, he just said no, best no, duo. No, no, no. Yeah. So I mean, I still, I got still got, like, like, I got styles of Jada over show? Nas and AZ. Like, no, no, to be honest with you, Nas and AZ do have enough work to make a best duo show. They don't have enough to win the best duo show. But Jay-Z and Biggie can't be in the best duo show because they only got three. Yeah, That's yeah. not enough to get in the show. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. talk about um, what Method Man said on the Math Hoffa um, interview when he was talking about... Can I just say something that? right quick? For all of y'all that are saying Meth doesn't have an All I Got Is You... I keep telling you Ghost is a better song maker. We're talking about the lyrical bar for bar content. Stop making it seem like all that I got is you is bar heavy. It's not. It's not a bar fest on all that I got is you. Well, it's a it's a story. It's an emotional <laughs> right. thing. But again, that's what I, I mean. That's why Ghost is better because he evokes those emotions and expresses those themes and explores those concepts. But he don't be breaking it down to the bone gristle, ill-speaking, scud missile, heat-sinking Johnny Blazing. He does not do Jeez. that. You know what? I will he say really this. He doesn't, man. Mike. You're I, a bigger ghost that. man than I am, and you know he doesn't do Method bar Man like has that. some of the best word placements ever. You know what some of his best it's, bar work is? The Champ on Fish Scale. Oh, you talking about Ghost? Yeah, yeah. The Champ on Fish Scale is yeah. some heavy bar work from Ghost. I mean, Method Man, even stuff like... I'm. The uh, what the last temptation? I'm the son of David Ruffin and stuff like that. <laughs> right, it's like no, man. no, no. Ghost has stuff like that on the chant. The cocoa leaf is slightly damp, sprouting in the backyard next to Grand Duke Tomato Plant. No, he's bar work is crazy on the chant. I was listening to obviously Blackout the other day, but it was the song uh, "Get You Up and Get You High." Method Man killed that shit. Uh, what did he say? Uh, play me like Ooh. Monopoly. Uh, trespass on my property. I'm dead dastly. Uh, well, he was like, "What a love at when you're young, bloke, broken, black." It's over there in the ashtray. Who got a match? Like they were just effortlessly spitting on that album. You could tell that they made that album on the tour bus too. That's what's so dope about Blackout. Hold on, fuck that. The Rockwilder. That's what I'm talking about. How meth come in on the Rockwilder? No, Ghost doesn't do that bar wise. Microphone, Microphone check. check. Mike, you know the verse better than I do. Swinging swore lecture, closing out inspector, supreme, supreme neck protector. Better Come on, kid Mike. Wanna pop? About to blow his hair from the pressure. Too hot for tea. He was rapping like that on the whole album, man. Like, right. They, <laughs> shit was crazy. I like Come one on. two one two where it was like, um, 
My lyrics is AWOL. Batter up, play ball. Fuck y'all analog niggas. We be digital. Subliminal command. From the five-star general. Attack you from the blind side. Invisible. To the naked eye. Where the criminals? Better have your eight essential vitamins and minerals when we was coming through. You know the outcome. Critical. Conditioning the physical for injuring the officer and gentleman who stack proper Benjamins. Yeah. Right. So look, you yeah. want to know what's even crazier than that? And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm about to say. All I'm saying is that Ghost doesn't do the bar work that Meth does. He's better at almost everything else. He doesn't have he doesn't have Method Man's voice. So check the Method Man. He doesn't have Method Man's delivery. He doesn't have Method Man's bar work. I would give him almost everything else. And here's why. And, and but here's you're not saying like, Ghost don't have bar work. You're just saying he doesn't have Method Man bar work. And you're giving Method Man's bar work the credence and the uh, props that it deserves. Right. How about yeah. this? How about this? The guys that, that have verses like this, that get heralded like this, like guys that have verses like this, well, their names are Nas, Jay-Z, Rocket. You get what I'm saying? It's like, so yeah. no, his bar work is like of that of that upper, upper echelon level in terms of how it's revered and how it gets remembered when you hear it. And all I'm trying to also remind people of is that Ghost is the co-host on the Purple Tape, but he's not the better rapper on the Purple Tape. No, he true. also... He's Hold not on. the better rapper on Iron Man either. And Mike, you're about to get to my point. He has yeah. a whole classic rap album, and he's not even the best rapper on that album. That album's not the same without Raekwon's bar work. No, that's true. Raekwon's a better rapper on Iron Maiden, Daytona 500. Winter War sounds like a Raekwon song. The Faster Blade is Raekwon by himself. The Faster Blade sounds better than Poisonous Darts. That's Ghost Solo record on there. Ray Yo, sounds better Ray went on crazy on Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, Ray sounds better on Cam May. Ray's on Motherless Child doing the intro off the Sunset Park soundtrack. Need to add that to my soundtrack list. Motherless Child was on Sunset Park soundtrack. Yeah. Just remember that. Adding that to the soundtrack list. <laughs> we got my man Motherless Sykes Child. over here says, Pac's verse on Holla At Me is the best on All Eyes On Me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm with that. Um, I'm with that. Lionel I was actually Goldsmith thinking about that says, verse. I was like, he might be right. Lionel Goldsmith says, me and my guys all, um, used to almost fight about who's better, Method Man or Red Man. Uh, when they came together, we celebrated. I think, again, you know, what people hold against Method Man when it comes to Red Man is the fact that Red Man has Muddy Waters, there's a the dark side, and what the album, where Method Man doesn't have those things. I know that's kind of how we used to debate it. Like, yeah, Red Man's over Method Man because of this, but when you talk about who outrapped who on that album, that becomes a different discussion. And they both were rapping at a high level. I might have to, off the top no. of my head, give it to Method Man, though. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ghost is a better rapper because Ghost can do... How about this? Ghost can go from doing a joint like and this is just iron man this is just like you know who ghost is ghost can do like the crime joint and do the back and forth with ray on 260 right yeah but he can do the wu-tang shit with meth on box in hand right mm -hmm. but then he can just go and do that cuban link shit and do motherless child with ray again you feel me and then he can go and do all that i got is you by himself you feel what i'm saying that's why ghost is better than meth not about the rhymes, about that level right there. It's like, no, 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 no. You want some Wu-Tang shit? No, I'll jump on that Wu-Tang shit and shine. Oh, you want me and Ghost to get on our, you want me and Ray to get on our crime, like MGM shit? No, 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 boom. Because 260 is actually what precedes MGM to me about them going back and forth mm. on Iron Man. That's a year before the MGM. You yeah, know what I'm right. saying? 
it's like, so I see Ghost's levels on Iron Man, and I'm like, oh, well, Meth don't got levels like that, but that level of where you can do a verse like NYC Everything, right. Gambinos, Shadowbox, and it's like, well, Ghost don't have that level, but he got all of this, so he's better. And which is why Iron Man sounds better. Iron Man sounds better than Takao because Ghost goes through different chambers. Meth is in one chamber because he's comfortable there. LP with the Super Chat says, uh, Coop, you knock points off of 3,000 for not having a solo songs, but everything you're bringing up for Meth are feature verses. Does he have a three-verse bar-heavy song? Y'all are getting real specific now. Y'all are getting real specific because um, Bring the Pain is two I would say verses. Bring the Pain is that. Uh, well, that's two, bring verses, two yeah. verses. Yeah. Born King with the Super Chat says, on Drink Champs, Ghost said that uh, he was in a bad, dark place at Iron Man dealing with his diabetes, similar to what Nas yeah. was going through uh, with his mother. Yeah. No, no, no. And, I, and I've heard that as well. But it's like, well, that didn't change the fact that Raekwon's the better rapper on that album. I think at that period, Raekwon's a better rapper, you know, in general. Yeah, because I mean, because like Ray's I said, like a top Ghost five, was like NYMC. Yeah. Right, right. Like, Ray's like up there with Nas. Like, in 95, 96, Ray is looked at like the way Nas, Prodigy, Big, Meth. Like, yeah, Ray was getting the call up. to get on John Blaze and stuff like that. Yeah, Ray's on John Blaze. With, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ray's special, man. He's another person I think that, you know, based Ray's on everything special. that he's ever done, he might be slightly underrated because of the group he's in, because of the time period he came out in. But you I'll remove you, Ray from the equation, and things look a lot different. I'm trying to tell you, he's a top 20 MC, Mike. Yeah, it's true. It's top 20 MC. He's got the work. He's got, got all the work. Look, I got he's, How about this? He's the glue guy he of is. rap's greatest rhyme group ever. Straight up. Straight up. No, no, he is. Um, he is. I honestly think he's the big boy of... Uh, of Wu Tang, at how Big Boy is a Dungeon Family. Big Boy holds the Dungeon Family together in that way. He might be a combination about, of Ray and Ghost. Yeah, but yeah, I got Ray over Ray, uh, over over Eminem. He's top twenty to me. Over yeah, Ray. Ray keeps the street cred part of Wu Tang Clan alive forever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want to yeah. talk about this new Nas joint? Yeah, yeah, we can. Well, we don't have a lot of information on it, but a couple of clips that people kept sending us on Twitter. Everybody thumbs up in the chat. Let everybody know that we're finally talking about this Nas and Premiere track and the potential of it and what it possibly means. Right. Uh, when you saw the clip, what were your thoughts? I mean, I didn't think much about it. That's why I want, I want to know what everybody's up in arms for. I heard some beats and some rhymes playing. I'm not even sure how clear... It sounded or how good it was. <laughs> Jay but, Short with the Super Chat says, John Blaze or Benjamin's as a posse cut? Huh. If Never we're thought about bar, that. This is, hold on. This is the difference between bar work and making a song. So if we're talking bar work, it's John Blaze. If we're talking about the song, it's Benjamin's. Because guess what? Benjamin's got bar work. Kiss, Kim, and Biggie go off. Is it is it Nas and Pun on John Blaze? Oh, I don't know if it's that. Biggie's verse might be. Let's line this up, and we'll talk we'll about the last thing. So you got, I would say, based on the MCing, right? I would line up Puffy with Fat Joe. Think Puffy's performance is better, right? But Kiss wrote that verse, so okay. I mean, yeah, right. It's Puff, man. Like you know, right? Um, I think it's probably Puff's best verse. Is that fair to say? 
What y'all want to do? Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? We dipping in the bins with the spoilers? I'm a, yeah, I'm going Benjamins, man. Because there's bar work all over that song. There is bar work all over that song. I'm cool with going Benjamins over John Blaze. I, think I told the you the highlight, better. the highlight of the song is actually pun one up in Nas like ever so slightly. Like that's the highlight of it. And you think that, so? To be honest with you. I always thought I think, Nas had the best verse on that, and I'm not the Nas super fan that you know you guys claim. Really? You think you do? You, you yeah. do think puns? You think Nas's verse is better than puns on John Blaze? I remember when it came out, I was like, "Yo, man, Nas set this off. He had the fatigues on and shit. No, he said he the said number it two all. pencil. I was like, no, that he, was the verse for me. I don't know. He said it off, but I just felt like Pun did the same thing lyrically, but brought a little more style to it. Okay. I told you he was like he's like I rent what he say. Try to try to supply my visual with this side of this critical eye appear in your dreams like Freddie. I'm no kidding you. Even if you stuttered, I will still shit on you. When he did that, I was like, give him that. It's like we're just gonna slide that over. I was like, because Nas isn't doing that lyrically when he's spitting his bar work. Like I like that. Nas verse better personally. Uh, no, no, like, no, says, like, how about this? Nas technically has the better verse, but that's what I'm saying. Pun's got some style on there, man. And you know, I'm the Nas fan, but I always gave a slight edge to Pun on style points because I thought lyrically he was there with Nas in 97, which is damn near impossible for a rookie to do. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. you're going to give him points for that. Sykes says, Coop, you finally agree with me. I'm going to take a drink to that. Cheers. Cheers, everybody in the room. I know it's Friday, too. Everybody need to go ahead and get their cups up and cheers to that. Um, I could kind of hear the record, right? We're talking about the Nas and Premier record that's supposed to come out, what, next Friday? Yeah. Uh, I guess everybody's going to be tuned into the show on Friday to hear what we have to say about that. Um, I don't know if this is KD3 stuff or if this is a one-off single because, I mean, even last year when he dropped KD2 and Magic, he dropped an individual single that went along with like a tutorial, so a master class in between all of that. So I don't know if this is a one-off thing because I know him and uh, Hit Boy are doing KD3 together. I don't know if KD3 is one of those things where they're bringing other producers in to kind of help out, or I don't know. That's if, what I want to talk about. Or I don't know if you know this is this might be one of those things like the Logic song where it's like dj premier is just doing the scratches to i mean they did that on magic too right when dj premier did the scratches to um the song with uh asap rocky and it was still produced by uh hip boy right and i dig that and i love that you know what i'm saying and so it's it could dope. be another one of those i mean because like you said we really couldn't hear the track like that did it sound like a premiere track to you so that's what I want to talk about. So let's talk about this. Is, is I guess because Nas and Hit Boy have been on this little three album run, we haven't discussed the fact that Nas may get other producers for KD3. We haven't talked about that at all. We just automatically assume that it's Nas and Hit Boy in the studio, but we've conveniently forgotten that Nas and Game are tight, but it's like, well, Hit Boy just did Game's joint. Right. This is the thing, man. I wanted, and this this is coming from somebody who wasn't a super fan of the pairing, right? You tell me. Um, yeah, you tell me. I wasn't a super fan of their pairing originally, but after KD, I sent your text message. I took a picture of it when you sent it. <laughs> after KD two, I was sold more. After KD, I mean not KD three. After Magic, I was totally sold. So this is the thing. I don't want them to change that format unless 
Hit Boy is burnt out. If Hit Boy is burnt out, you know, by all means, bring in others. But the chemistry that they got going, you know, they started this shit and they got to finish it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, KD3, I would like to see totally produced by Hit Boy. Now, maybe it could be one of those things really? like, yeah. Okay, now, so it can be one of those things like, like Kanye did with B, where maybe we get two premiere tracks and the rest is Hit Boy. I'm fine with that. I was actually thinking more Finding Forever territory where it's like, well, no. Because here's what people I think are missing and not realizing. Hit Boy's from Cali. Thumbs up in the chat, y'all. Go ahead. Nas has a whole Dre relationship. Nas has a whole game relationship. Nas obviously has a primo relationship. How would you feel about a 15-track album that actually had two primo tracks and two Dre tracks and then the rest Hit Boy? Just, You're okay with that, right? We just got through talking about the firm. Keep Dre out of this. I'm sorry. No, no, this is no, no, no. All I'm saying is, is that Hit Boys from Cali, yeah. they're doing game album. They're doing it. They're probably in Cali, is what I'm saying, Mike. Give me two and Alchemists and two Premier and the rest. They're in Cali. All I'm saying is because because here's what I think we've kind of started understating is that because Nas and Hit Boy have been making such great music. <clears throat> We forget that this is Nas and this is one of the few artists that can like pretty much get any producer and rap up off their seat to do a track for him. You feel me? I mean, especially off of this rhythm. Off of this run. I mean, if Nas yeah. is calling you to, for a beat right now, yes, sir. Like what you need, Nas? <clears throat> when? Where where I gotta be? What? But I'm you going know what on this... KD three? Yay, nigga. But it's the thing, right? you know what this speaks to? It speaks to the fact that Nas hasn't had producers that he was really in sync with for a very long time, possibly since Illmatic, right? And awesome. this is a chemistry that has developed organically, and they need to keep that going. Trackmasters weren't able to get this chemistry with them. Dr. Trey no, wasn't able to get with this. But what I'm saying <clears> is, is, is that, well, A, first of all, they have done three albums of worth of material together. Like Straight these up. guys, are, these guys they're are the new gangstar, as he <laughs> says, right? They're the new gangstar. Well, they're the new gangstar, Mike. And you know, gangstar only did like five solo albums, Mike. You know that, right? I mean, yeah. five albums, right? Yeah. Mike, so if, is like, that counting the last one? Not necessarily. That's okay. what I mean. Like we got step into the arena, hard to earn. Um, moment of truth. The first one, um, uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy, and we got the owners, right? Yeah, that's five. That's Let five. So if they do this project, they're four in. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Uh, right. Andre Shashir so, says, Nas said that after KD, he's doing a secret project. And the fact that, all right, let's just say KD3 does drop as expected this year. Four mm-hmm. projects in three years. Nigga, I can divide. I had to put that in there. <laughs> That's funny. You want to know what I was actually doing? I started taking notes because I was thinking to myself, because you were talking about ghosts, and I'm like, yeah. And while we were having the ghost and meth conversation, and I'm like, well, Nas has both of these things. He's got a better catalog than ghosts. He's a better storyteller than ghosts, and he's a better lyricist than meth. That's why he's the goat. That's a lot of Voltron stuff to put together. Is it not true? Is he not a better storyteller than Ghost? 
I don't. Think it's a so. draw. It's a draw. But I'm not mad if anybody point. thinks that. I don't think so. But I, I'm with you. He has more. Listen, he he's listen, got more work than Ghost as far as telling he the does. stories. He, he has more work than Ghost telling stories. And you know what? He may rewind. I know he you want to talk about so Mike, a song where on. he told a story backwards. I give you that. Right. I was about to say, and this is where rewind starts mattering because it's like, well, if you tell me Scarface and Ghostface are Biggie and Betty storytellers, guess what I'm going to hit you with? Oh, my God. You know, yeah, rewind on, actually beat you Mike, don't know in that on, poll. Hold on. Hold on. How about this? Rewind is like the six for six. It's like, well, if all things are equal, who's six for six, motherfucker? Right. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, he's the best storyteller. When did he tell the story backwards and execute it then on a classic? Why did I even get you started on this backward story? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll wait for it, Mike. I'll wait for the time that Ghostface spit that rap story backwards on a classic rap album. What's the best story on Supreme Clientele, Mike? The best story on Supreme Clientele to me is um, is the uh, the one at the end. About growing up, child's play. Uh, child's play, child's play, right? Child's play is awesome. Child's play isn't fucking with rewind, and you know I'd it. rather listen to child's play than rewind. But you're right. You might um, rather listen to it. I didn't say it with. It's not <laughs> fucking with rewind, and everybody knows that, and that's why Nas is a better storyteller than Ghost because of that right there. That's what rewind that, is, so. Mike. That's why I kept telling you how important it is. It's the tiebreaker edge. It Blue breaks all the time. Says, when people be like LeBron with the 10 finals, they'd be like, did that nigga go six for six with six MVPs? Be like, oh, well, then hush. That's what Rewind is. It's like, oh, did Ghost do that? Did Scarface do that? Did Big do that? Oh, that's cool. Did they tell that story backwards on a classic got, rap album? Oh, they didn't do that. I got okay. Scarface, Ghostface, then Nas when it comes to storytelling. See, we got that in inverse. I got I got Nas, Scarface, Ghostface, Big, Slick Rick. Actually, Slick Rick, Big. Okay, I got Big and Slick Rick. I could flip that, though. Um, Blue Collar Hustle says Hit Boy has already said the KD3 will be all all him. Okay. Oh, cool. So this song might just be a one-off song. Uh, Mr. Pragmatic says, uh, Nas, please stick to the recipe. If it ain't broke. Uh, Jay Short with the Super Chat says, "Uh, I think the Nas Primo moment has passed. If this was going to happen, it should have happened, been happened organically years ago. Sounds forced and will disappoint. Well, you know, he's not, you know, keep those standards low, right? You know, if it blows us away, it blows us away. Uh, Mike 100 says, go said on Dot show that Nas had the best story of all time with Ravon. You know what? Let me, up, let me update. Huh? You said go said that? No, go said that on Dot show. That Let me update you guys. Like speaking that of sounds more like it. Yeah, that sounds like speaking, that sounds more like it. So hold on. So speaking this conversation of rewind, is over, though, I want to go to right? this poll real quick. You guys Isn't it over if Ghost said it, huh? Isn't it over if Ghost said it? Y'all know Ghost thinks Nas is better than him, right? Ghost says of course that he thinks that. Yeah, he was sitting. He sat at the verses like the nigga been blessed by God or something. Every time I see the nigga, I let him know. That's how Ghost feels about Nas. But y'all were trying to tell me that Ghost is a better storyteller than Nas. But (laughs) Ghost don't feel that way. (laughs) He doesn't. Yo, all right. So you guys pick Rewind over You Don't Know. 68% to 32%. Mike, you won 2% because it was 70-30 when I jumped in. When I jumped in, it was (laughs) 70-30. So you won 2%. That's beautiful. But look, on Never Change and Destroy and Rebuild, it's at 700 votes, and it's tied 50-50. So if Are somebody wants to go in there and break the tie, go in there. You know, 
Are you serious? It's yeah, tied? It's tied 50-50. It's actually 600. I told you the rebuild is better than you think, Mike. I tried to tell you. Never change is better than you think. I mean, you honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot of Nas bias on our channel, Hold obviously. On. There and for is. never Can change to be that would... close means a lot. No. No, I was about to say, I'll give you you don't know over destroy and rebuild. I mean uh, over rewind, I will. Because actually I prefer you don't know too. I was just kind of fucking with you a little bit. You no, don't no, know is a better record I than know. rewind. It was. I know you. <laughs> right, Jermaine. you know me. You know me. You knew I was kind of agging at you a little bit just to kind of like see where you was gonna take it. I know I you know like, me well enough to know that you don't know is a better record. But I was more sincere about my comments with the destroy and rebuild and never change. Never change feels better, but I'm not certain it's a better record. And I was kind of fifty fifty on that thought, so I'm cool with it being fifty fifty. They're more comparable than I think than you were giving it credit for. I listen, man. I had. Um... Destroy and Rebuild early. I think I heard that before Stillmatic. I remember downloading that on Napster back in the day. So I love Destroy and Rebuild. Hold on. You want to know what? Somebody asked, asked me briefly. And I, okay, so I think we all have like the same storytellers, right? It's like those five guys. Somebody just put Ice Cube up in the chat. I'm and like that. Kendrick. Right? I think Kendrick's uh, one of the best storytellers ever. Right. Like, like. Because I was actually thinking about it. So how about this? We got a name what if I tell you? Hold on, hold on. You want to know what? Oh, somebody just asked where you got Ice Cube ring storytelling wise. I, right. I was actually six. just thinking to myself. It's either him or Pac. No, can we six. put Biggie ahead of Pac and Ice Cube and Kendrick with the amount of work? Because Biggie's stories are brilliant. They are brief. He's already in the MC catalog and we won't take him out. He has to be taken out of something. It might be storytelling. Because it's an Ice Cube. I, I mean, most people don't know this. I think Biggie's inspired by Ice Cube storytelling. The ghetto so narrative. Too. I think so, too. And right? listen, I think that really, it wouldn't be crazy to say that Pac was a better storyteller than Big. Yeah. Different kind of storytelling. How about this? Because here's my thing when we're talking about Biggie storytelling. Okay, so what stories do we have, actually? We have me and my bitch, right? Mm-hmm. That's a story. Would you consider um, warning to be a story? Yeah. Okay, so we have me and my bitch and warning on ready to die. Aren't those the stories? Is uh, any, are there any other stories yeah. you would say? Yeah, it's uh, um, give me the loot. Everyday struggle? You think everyday struggle is a story? I was going to say give me the loot. I don't think Gimme the Story... Uh, Gimme the Loot's not a story because I look at Gimme the Loot and stop being greedy the same way. That's just like hood narrative shit. I don't know if he's telling a story. Okay. Hold on, let me get to these super chats real quick while you uh, hold that thought. Uh, Jermaine Young says, uh, Nas put out a documentary on the Spring Team on Showtime. Uh, so this track might be for that. You know what? That Could makes be. sense. I can see that happening. Um, Man Man with the super chat says... Coop, where you got Ice Cube ranked storytelling wise? I think you just addressed that. And I think uh, Born King says, I remember Nas saying that he loved the whole concept of uh, Ghostface Killer uh, hiding his face at the beginning. They both think highly of each other. Definitely. Yes. Um, well, Born King is, hold on. Born King is actually speaking about what Nas said in his It Was Written. Uh, the source did interviewed him. He was on the cover of the source where it was written and said Nas, leader of the next school. And he actually referenced Ghostface in that it was written piece about how Ghost was hiding his face and how he thought that was the illest shit ever. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts. 
It's suicidal thoughts of story. That's why I was asking. Okay. So, yeah. so, so we have, so we have warning me and my bitch and suicidal thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have somebody's got to die. Mm-hmm. Niggas bleed. Niggas bleed, and I got a story to tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. You okay, want to sit mo on my living room that? flow, huh? You want to huh? sit mo on my living room flow, play Nintendo with season E. That's not a story. <laughs> it's not a story. It's a ball. It's a baller whose feelings is, have been hurt. It's a baller whose feelings have been hurt. We've all been there. Women can be, you know, difficult. I mean, the so, thing is, man. Um, I think that, like you said, the stories are limited per se. That's what, what I'm saying. Saw, so how fair is it? Somebody like Ice Cube that has like 12 stories in like his first two albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to be fair about this. I think we're kind of judging big storytelling on the ability as opposed. Yeah, to the level. But it's the, like it's like six or seven storytelling. But see, songs, if so. we go about that, I'm gonna have to change my list. And Nas does, does get number one, and then Scarface is number two based on that. Um, no, that's what that's how I have it sectioned off. That's why I was like, I need to rethink the way that I'm thinking because yeah. the reason that I have Nas in number one needs to be the reason that I would slide um, Big out because it's like, well, is Scarface and Ghostface more entertaining storytellers than Nas? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Do they have the execution, the actual catalog of songs? The fuck with Nas? Well, no. Well, that makes him number one because he's comparable as a storyteller. I mean, you know, songs like, like uh, I've Seen a Man Die is just, it's one of those things, okay, man, like, so that's nobody saying, so. can make that record. Nobody. No, you're right. A minute to pray and a second to die. Yeah. Right. Nobody so, can make that record. Right. I think more people that's, can make that record than I've Seen a Man Die. Like, there's nobody that can make that record. Like, how I feel about uh, Busta Rhymes on Victory and, uh, and on Wild for the Night, Rampage's Hook. There's nobody right. that could do that. Right. So what I'm trying to submit to you... It's a one-of-one, as you said, with the rewind thing. Yeah, it's a one-of-one, but that's what I'm saying. Nas has something to offset everybody's one-of-one with rewind, Mm -hmm. and it's a one-up, and he has the better storytelling catalog. No, no, no. I'll give you that. He's number one, then, when it comes to that. But I I got to face it, too, just off of... No, that's how I have it. That's what I'm saying. What do you think about G-Rap? Huh? What do you think about G-Rap? I think G-Rap's top 10 because you want to know, I've been digging back in G-Rap's catalog and it's like, well, damn, that's where Nas got the storytelling side of his shit from. Like he took Rakim's lyricism and cool G-Rap storytelling. He upped the ante and he tried to keep it street. Like that's why I keep telling people he's cool G-Rap and Rakim. He's not just Rakim because he took G-Rap street shit and G-Rap storytelling. He took Rakim's bar and poetic style and he was musically inclined to do so because he comes from a family of musicians just like Rakim. Yeah. Um, yeah, my man Sykes says uh, "Ghetto Vet" by Cube is a great story. Uh, Dar- no, Darren is. Harris says, "Not only did Prodigy get um, get quotables for the month for Quiet Storm, the original version, he also got quotable of the year in '99 for the same verse." Quiet Storm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know Quiet what? Prodigy's performance. The first verse, the first verse to Quiet Storm got rhyme of the month too. You know, Prodigy's performance on the regular Quiet Storm unfortunately got overshadowed by the remix. But his performance on the first Quiet Storm, man. Hold on. Man. So how about this? How about this? This is what I'm saying about how I love P. Prodigy and Method Man don't have a song like Quiet Storm with that type of bar work. How about that? How about you that? You said who? Reverses. Prodigy and Ghost. Neither Prodigy, I mean, I'm sorry, neither Meth nor Ghost got three verses like Quiet Storm. Stop that. 
Not on yeah, one I record. Got, I got to put together this list. I got. They don't. Aethel, Mike, Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm is the best rap song that year. And that was the best verse that year. Pick yeah. a verse. Preferably the first one, but the second one will do. Third verse is a nice closer. But, but, but Ghost and Meth don't have a song like that. Hmm. Beginning to end. You're saying Quiet Storm is better than Incarcerated Scarfaces, Mike. No, it's not. But yes, the bar work on it is probably. Yeah, it is. The beat's not. better and the bar work's better. No. That's hip hop shit, Mike. They took the white line sample. No, it's just great. No, it's great. We're splitting better hairs between two classics. Put it up in the chat. Quiet Storm or Incarcerated Scarface. I, I would love to put from, that up there. That's a great battle. Yeah. That's a I would real love rap to put battle. That up incarcerated there. Scarfaces versus Quiet Storm. Yeah, that's a real rap battle. Yeah, incar- that, Incarcerated Scarface. How about this? Ghosts don't have no Incarcerated Scarfaces bar work for three verses. Hmm. Does he? Where gotta, is I'm it? I will put together this list. It's yeah, coming. Mike, we'll get your list, Mike. LP says uh, personification is what uh, separates Nas from the rest. He has the basic storytelling. Uh, I'm sorry. He has the basic storytelling the others do. It's just songs like IGYP, Fetus, Rewind, Fried Chicken. Yeah, I mean, Nas is so detailed with his stories, man. And it just shows you how he delves in lyrically. And yeah, he he earns that spot. Uh, I mean, Warren King with the super chat says, honestly, I think Face influenced Big more than Cube. Uh, the dope man rhymes on on um, Mr. Scarface's back. Face even influenced G Rap on Live and, and I'm sorry, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Yeah, I, I can, can see, see that. that. I can see. That. I can see that on Live and Let Die. I can see that because Mr. Scarface is back. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, but yeah, as far as this now, it's a premiere track, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's probably not going to be on KD3. I think that it is probably a uh, premiere produced track. And I think somebody said it in the chat here. It's probably going to be more of a soundtrack record, kind of a one-off. So, you know, it's something to be excited about because KD3 is coming. I mean, we always get excited about premiere and Nas coming together, but... um. I think that the time of us getting a full project from them, now that Nas has found his his premiere and therefore they're a gang star, I don't think people really thirst for the Nas and premiere collabo like we once did before this run happened. You know what I mean? Like we're excited but not super. Huh? I was over it after Second Childhood. I was like, okay, it's probably run its course. Like, it'd be cool if they keep getting back together to do some work here and there. But it kind of run its course in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? I remember a lot of people were really, really, you know, wanting them to get back together and do a full project. I mean, I remember hearing that probably about five, six years ago. But like I said, since him and Hit Boy found this magic, no pun intended, I mean, people haven't really, you know, been thirsting for it as much. But we'll see what this song is next week and see how it leads into the next project, hopefully. But... This is what I mean. So this is what I mean about how he's the greatest storyteller ever. It's just like off the top of my head, the setup, shootout, small world, more money, more murder, more yeah. homicide, fried chicken, rewind, undying yeah, love, blaze of 50, it. one love, I gave you power, the message, death row east, what goes around. It's like, no, he's the best storyteller ever. Yeah. Like, that's just off the top of the head, Mike. I didn't even have to dig to think of that. And it's like, I know I got, like, there's more stories. People will probably start naming them. That's just off the top of the head. Like, yeah. I gave you power and rewind, got most niggas catalogs beat right there. Because, you know, when you think about it, man, people who are in his um, stratosphere, they don't have they don't stories, tell stories like, like that. Them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that, you know, we, we always pair him and Jay up because they just have so much work and they got really more work than everybody. 
Jay doesn't have stories like that. He has some stories. He can do it, but it's like when you think about it, like you're, no, you're not just going to rattle him off. That. Huh? If he can, he would because he's competitive like that. If he yeah. could do it like that, he would. He's competitive like that. No, he can't do this. I think, you know what, the way he puts together his rhymes and not writing it down, it probably makes it tougher for him to come together with cohesive stories like Nas does. You give up. Imagine. You got to give up something to get something in this world. Yeah, so he gave yeah. up something to get something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it helps you stylistically, and it helps you be able to ride beats better when you don't write uh, write down your stuff. But when it mm-hmm. comes to being very detailed oriented and you know telling stories and doing things from re- having a beginning, middle, and end, it probably makes it difficult when your process is like that. Yeah. Um, Jay Short with the Super Chat says, Scarface's stories make you have an emotional response. Uh, it's more than just listening. You reflect. That's why he's the best storyteller. I'm with that. And he has the voice for it, too. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm with all of that, too. It's just that this is what I'm saying is it's like <clears throat> you got to stop ignoring the work. One of the, no, things no, Method right. Man, one of the things that Method Man was talking about, he was talking about you know, he was the front man for Wu-Tang Clan. Well, part of the reason why he got to be the front man for Wu-Tang is because Meth was kind of focused on the rhyming shit and other niggas was outside. No, you feel no. what I'm saying? Same thing like, with Q-Tip and Tribe, man. It's like, he was in the studio. That's how Fife's on three songs. Right. So he's talking about specifically, because they're talking about Ray and Ghost Jump on MCs. They're like, yo, the dudes that's on the purple tape and on Iron Man, those sons of dudes that's on Into the Wu-Tang. And he's like, well, Ghost used to be a beatboxer. And Ray was a money getter. That's Meth's way of saying it. Meth mm. calls him money getters. He's like, well, Ray was a money getter. And Ghost was a beatboxer and a break dancer. Mm. He's like, so, you know, Ghost was like our beatboxer. He's like, and, you know, you wouldn't see Ray when Ray was there. Ray was rhyming. But when Ray was gone, Ray was gone because Ray was a money getter. So there wasn't really no rhyming going on when Ray was gone. So it wasn't until Cats was able to, he bought up the same thing when you got. He's like, you got was a money hitter. Yeah. Right. So what you're really finding out is that what happened to Wu-Tang early on, what you're hearing is the dudes who were emceeing all the time versus the guys that were emceeing some of the time because they were money getting. Yeah. You get what they I'm saying? They had a whole other profession going on. Uh, right. So- and so Method Man and Old Dirty Bastard are emceeing and they are the stars on Into the Wu-Tang. They put in the work. Uh, because of Into the Wu-Tang... Ray and Ghost and you God were able to stop being, you know, money getters so much and focus <laughs> on their craft. Right. Yeah. Sykes Gotta says, do the fucking work, even for Wu Tang Clan. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to, even Wu Tang Clan to had to put in the work. That's why I told you, I want you to watch the meth interview, Mike. What I was telling you on the show on Wednesday is like, yeah, Yo, you got to watch the meth interview because yeah. he was kind of saying a lot of the things that we talk about on here. That's what I mean. Like, oh, he's ahead because he's speaking about, oh, well, the niggas took off when they put the work in. He's like, the talent was already there. Yeah. No, you're right. Sykes with the super the chat in, says, it took off. And so you can be, te- <laughs> so you can tell when niggas be working and don't be working. Which oh, is let part me get of the to reason. The super chat real that's why quick. people don't. That's why people don't like most on the Black Star album. That's why oh. I was cool with taking it down. It's like, oh, well, he don't work like that. You can tell. Mm. Uh, Sykes with the Super Chat says, Black Trash by uh, Sticky Fingers is a storytelling concept album uh, that's incredible. State versus Kurt Jones was great. Uh, and also, if you want to talk about storytelling form, you know, you got Prince Paul out there. Remember, um, what was the name of the, um, uh, 
Prince Amongst Thieves. Prince Amongst Thieves. Dope yep. album. Uh, was it 1997 too or 98? That was 98, I think. Yeah. LP says uh, there aren't storytellers like uh, like that in all music. There aren't. Uh, Andre Shashir says uh, Meet the Parents is underrated in my opinion, but I mean that's the one we always go to. Like I want y'all in the chat it's to one. name y'all top five Jay Z storytelling songs, and it's going to be kind of difficult. Um, Paige says. Uh, what do you guys think about Superman lover stories? I love it. I love when like Red Man was on that. Uh, Born but there's no versatility to it. Born King there's says uh, Papa was a player in Project Window. Yeah, I mean, we could just that's rattle off Nas and stuff. That's what I mean. The stories just keep going and going. And so even, um, what is this that I was seeing? It says, um, I kind of want to just go to something right quick about that whole hip hop quotable with prodigy thing. And I don't want to beat a dead horse. Okay. So that's 1999 when prodigy gets rhyme of the year. Mm -hmm. So they can call it rhyme of the year again. Elliot Wilson's not there and there's no need to slander Nas. You see how that happens. See how method man, I mean, see how red man gets it in 95. Nas doesn't get it in 96, but in 99, Elliot Wilson is at double XL. And all of a sudden we can put rhyme of the year behind it. And a nigga from Queens who deserved it gets it. All right, our man. I'm gonna see. I just want people to understand how that bullshit really works. Like, like you got to be paying attention because, like, people will do bullshit right in front of our community, and we will miss it. So, I just want people to be paying attention and connecting dots. Because Fam made a very good point when he got Rhyme of the Year for Quiet Storm. He got Rhyme of the Year, and then they put it in at the end of the year edition as Rhyme of the Year. I gave you Powers. Third verse doesn't have Rhyme of the Year, but Quiet Storm does. What's the better verse? What's wrong with people? Hmm. Okay. Our man says, uh, what was the biggest loss for hip-hop? RZA's Flood in 94 or Nas's I Am Bootleg? Oh, if we're talking about, oh, we're talking about like actual hip-hop losses because Pac and Big is the biggest loss. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're talking musically, I'm going to take RZA's Flood over I Am's Bootleg just really? because I'm going to tell you why. Because without the I Am Bootleg, Nas is still the possessor of the greatest rap catalog ever. Wu-Tang is not the possessor of the greatest group catalog ever. So the flood matters more than I am because Nas has Ill Illmatic. It was written. Godson, Lost Tapes, Stillmatic, Life is Good, KD1, KD2, and Magic. Those nine albums are better than any nine albums that any other MC can put out. You can put Wu-Tang's catalog out and you can say Outkast catalog is better maybe. De La Soul's catalog is better, maybe. Tribe Called Quest catalog is better, maybe. And about that, the flood matters more because if the flood doesn't happen, I don't think that's the case. Specifically about Inspector Deck. It's it just, a, it's just a, um, a what if thing, you know. And I hate yeah. that we have to deal with that in hip hop and, you know, because of a single about solitary this. I, accident. I, I am would just Nas be, would, would put Nas at like 10 great albums. And a lot of people already feel like I am is great. This man has nine good to great albums. Like the albums that I just named, Life is Good and KD1 are probably the weakest albums. How many people can say that about their eighth and ninth or tenth best album? No, you're right. DJ so Bruce he has Almighty the best rap says, catalog ever. So Wu-Tang shit getting lost is the big thing, specifically debt. Br DJ Bruce Almighty says, if you never heard Joe Button, Secrets, thank me later, LOL. Uh, right. So speaking of which... Meth addressed the whole Joe Budden situation and how Ray ended up punching him in the face and all that. That was one of those things, too. Meth was actually trying to keep that whole situation calm. You know what I'm saying? 
Because I think, for what I remember, Joe Button said something about the fact that he could out-rap Method Man, right? That's... That's how the whole thing started, right? It did. Yeah. Ghostface and Raekwon can out-rap Method Man. It says Meth Burst Chef, and it's on to Cal, because Ray lost. Joe Button definitely can't out-rap Method Man. It's from the Wu-Tang Clan. It's the front man for the Wu-Tang Clan. He didn't get to be the front man for the Wu-Tang Clan by not being nicer than almost all of these motherfuckers. Right. Right. But yeah, that's how the whole thing started. What did he actually say on um, his interview? He was pretty much saying how he was trying to pipe it down. You know what I'm saying? But like, he got he was at Jones Beach, and he went because, you know... Um, Pretty much how he told the story is like he got off the plane straight luggage and is going to the show because, you know, Ray and them is performing with uh, Slaughterhouse and all that. They're all on tour together. You know, niggas heard Methods there. He's like, Staten Island starts showing up when I show up. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It's different when you're that guy. You feel me? And so that's really how it all unfolded. And that's what dudes don't understand. And it's like, oh, well, one man can't stop his whole hood. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's why you got to be careful about how you speak and how you deal with people. And Joe pretty much Joe put himself in compromising position and situation for that to happen more or less. Because and he it's would admit like, that too. Oh, no. I think he said that too. Right. That's well, one I mean, thing, man. Okay, so can I tell you a real story about something that happened to me? Like you can be a street dude, but you have to move wise. I'm gonna tell you something that happened to me not too long ago. I had to go run an errand for a friend. Okay, I had to go up on Boulder Crest, Mike. Now, I pulled into the wrong neighborhood. You feel me? You know, Boulder Crest ain't the type of place to be pulling into the wrong neighborhood. You feel me? Right. Right. So I know they see me. I'm in my street clothes. I ain't got, I'm not a big jewelry guy. I got some jewels on me. You know what I'm saying? I got enough that it's worth taking. I hop out the whip to make the move. And I realize as I start walking, I'm like, oh, I done fucked around and came to the wrong place. Right? Mm -hmm. The projects up there that I was in was set up kind of New York style with a breezeway. I know I'm the wrong. I know I'm in the neighborhood. Niggas don't know me, don't know my car. When I mean niggas is outside, Mike, they outside. They looking at me like I'm fucking food. Okay? Because I am food. And I know it. Because I done hopped out this car. I don't have my pistol on me. I'm just making a move. And I'm gone. I just done turned into the wrong thing because my fucking navigation's acting up. You get what I'm saying? Right. I literally, the first building I can find, Mike, I walk around the corner, I mean, I pass about 20 niggas. They all turn up. Their ears are perked up. You get what I'm saying? I can tell that they're perked up because I'm from the streets. First thing I do, the first building I get to, I go into the breezeway, Mike. As soon as I cut the corner on that breezeway, I ran straight to the other side of the breezeway. All right? On the other side of the breezeway, I got to go down the hill to get to my car. When I'm coming out on the other side of the breezeway, niggas already is walking towards my car as I'm getting towards the breezeway. See, I put myself in harm's way. Mm -hmm. Because I put myself in harm's way, something was about to happen to me. I just knew where I was. I knew what time it was because I'm from the east side. I made a move quicker than they did. Me making a move quicker than they did for about 15 seconds is the difference between me having this podcast and continuing to have this podcast. You feel me? Right. Joe put himself in a position. If you're a street dude, it's like, oh, well, you don't put yourself in a certain position after you've already put yourself in a certain position. See, I put myself in a certain position, but I know exactly where the fuck I was and where the fuck I was going. But as soon as I realized I did that, Mike, remove, 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 ghost gone. Because ain't no fucking being tough and risking my life. Because even, right. even, even if I get to the car, Mike, 
and get to my pistol, what's the chances of me making out the neighborhood? Facts. Facts. LP you don't put your position says. to get your fuck like right. So niggas be doing dumb shit, and that's that ego of the rap shit being inflated. It's like, oh no, no, my ego wasn't attacked. Wanted to keep my jewels on me, wanted to make it out the fucking east side safely. Motherfucking ran through the breezeway, walked smoothly to my car. I'm watching them walk towards my car while I'm getting there. Boom, boom, boom. Hop in, whip out, pull, gone. Gone. LP with gone. the super chat says L memory lane almost just as good as the OG version. Listen, I love when Elzai went out there and did Elmatic. Uh, Sykes with the Super Chat says, it was just a week ago um, is Jay's best story. I like a week ago a lot. It's actually one of my favorite songs off of Volume 2. Uh, Born King says, nobody touching Nas catalog longevity is unmatched. Yeah? So listen, so listen to what I'm saying. That story that I'm telling, that's what I mean about how fast Joe got punched. That story that I'm telling you, Mike, mm-hmm. all that shit happened in 60 seconds because I only had that much. Yeah. Right. That shit didn't happen in no five-minute span. It's like, no, no, I got out the car, I made that walk, I made that turn, I busted a move, I got down to my fucking car, pulled the fuck out, I got the fuck out. It's maybe about 90 seconds. Maybe. You ready to talk about Payton Fool? Always. All right, man. Payton Fool celebrated 35 years, man. And uh, let me see if I got the graphic here. Yeah, I got the tape here. And um, yeah, man, this track list is crazy. You know, I've always said this, man. I say that Paid in Full is one of the few, if not the only, hip-hop album. And maybe that's changed now since time has passed or whatnot, but there is at least four top 50 hip-hop songs on this one album. Yeah. Um, you yeah. got I Ain't No Joke. I think my melody is a top 50 in my opinion. Eric B is president and Paid in Full. I didn't even mention I know you got soul. That's possibly five. Depending on who you ask. Shit is crazy. Um it's spellbounding how the lyricism on this album compares to its predecessors. It's it's um I think someone made the comparison one time like it's like um it's like when hip hop started to walk upright in the evolution cycle. That's actually me on this podcast okay. like when we first started. Yeah, okay. That was I know I heard it yeah. from a wise person. I don't know if I'm wise but that is what it is. I told you Rakim is when Rakim is homo uh homo erectus. He's the one that, that that stood up straight and it was like, "Oh no, 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 no." We're done kind of like with the primitive way of thinking and looking at it. We have advanced. He's when how about this? He's not just like homo erectus, he's also homo sapien because it's like not only did he stand up straight, but it's like then he started running immediately. Right. You know what I mean? He's he it's didn't like, he didn't walk. He stood no, up. No, that's straight what I'm saying. It's running. like no. So like if Peyton Full is like homo erectus, it's like follow the leader is homo sapien. It's like, oh no, he just stood up straight. How he run? What's your favorite song on this amazing album? I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now slam it on the ground and make sure it's broke. That's it's his theme. It's it's every how about this? Everything that I see of him as an MC, I actually see on that record. That to me is what how about this? I ain't no joke to me feel like it was almost Yeah. Huh? Hype, but as a heart attack, nobody's smiling. Yeah. Because you're expressing the rhyme that I'm styling. Think about what he's saying. 
hyper as a heart attack, nobody's smiling because you're expressing the rhyme that I'm styling, meaning I got you in my clutches. So for me, I think I Ain't No Joke might have been the last record that got recorded because he sounds very follow the leaderish on there. Think about it. Huh. I take you for a walk through hell, freezing freeze dome, dome and watch your eyeballs swell. You're right. That's that him building. Yeah. Huh? Him building the bars on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing that. So, 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 so that's what people got to understand is that you can tell. This is what I mean about how my melody is not flawless to me is because, no, I can even hear on Peyton Full how the guy that did I Know You Got Soul and my melody and Eric B is president by the time he's recording. I ain't no joke. That's what I mean. This motherfucker started standing up straight and running real, real fast. And I don't mm. mean to call him an MF or he's arguably still our greatest MC of all time. But you get what I'm saying. I mean that like in a kind way. It's like, no, this dude right here, like the summer of 86, the way he sounds. And even by the time he's making I ain't no joke, it's like that jump, Mike. Yeah, that jump. If we talk about a, a major jump already with my melody and Eric B as president into another major jump. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what I mean. It's like, no, he stood up and then he started running. Now we're going to talk about bar work. I'm with you on that. I think I ain't no jokes. Bar work is crazy. Like, remember me, the one you got your idea from and all that. But no, listen, even, even, no, even the way that he's weaving in the rhyme, he's gotten better. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm, I take a beat up, convert it to a hip hop form, write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in deep concentration because I'm no comedian. He's not rapping Joke like that on my melody. That's the emphasis on lyrics of Fury and follow the leader. You're right. Joke is a wild. Yeah, if you I ain't no yeah. joke. Another friend of me, not even uh, another enemy. enemy, not even a friend of me. Yeah. Because we'll be fried to end when you pretend to be. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's the microphone fiend <laughs> guy. That's the guy that's like, no, I'm about to level up. Uh, like Warren King in the Super Chat says, Coop, did you check out the Nas, uh, Nas Finest mixtape series from J-Love? I love the shit that I J-Love does. That's how we had our silent murder shit for so long before they put right. it on the that's, thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were listening yeah, to we, Silent Murder. Yeah, yeah, we lived silent. J-Love kept silent murder alive for us. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going with Eric B as president. That was my favorite song. Uh, I think that, man, I, I don't know, man. It's just one of those, th- like the production of it, it just sets it off, man. The quotables. Yeah, the quotables. I came man. to the door, I said it before. Taking yeah. off my coat, clearing my throat. These rhymes have been taken from everybody. Biggie, yeah. Tupac, Nas, Snoop. That was Dang. the first time people heard him, right? His first yes. bars to people was, I came in the door, in the door said, said it before. before. I never let the mic magnetize me no more, but it's biting me, biting me, inviting me to rhyme. Can't hold it back. I'm looking for the line, taking off my coat. Clear my, yeah. yeah. So hold on. So the understand this. On this is shit. what I mean. So listen to him. On, on Eric B as president, he's pausing. Like the old school rappers are pausing a little bit. Like he's more fluid than them. Yeah. But he's still pausing, taking off my coat. coat. Clearing my throat. You feel what I'm saying? By the time he's on, I ain't no joke. He's like, I'm off that. He elevated from his own elevation. Yeah, he elevated from his own (laughs) elevation inside of one of the greatest rap albums ever. That's what I'm saying. This shit is Illmatic before Illmatic. Okay, let's look at this track list real quick. I got it on the screen. I ain't no joke. Then you got Eric B is on the cut, which is one of Eric B's interludes. Then my melody. Boom. Then I know you got soul. Boom. Mm -hmm. Then move the crowd. Boom. Paid in full. Boom. Boom. As the rhyme goes on. That's one of my favorites. Boom. That's one of my favorites, too. Chinese arithmetic. You know, another, isn't that another interlude, right? 
Boom. I like Chinese arithmetic. Though. A lot of people love it. Uh, Eric B is president. Boom. Extended B. Boom. It's like banger, banger. Would you be mad if somebody said this album's better than Illmatic? I mean, look at the bangers. I told you that when Chris X wrote that Vibe article, I was like, no, no, no. I just started listening to Peyton Full. I was like, he's got a point. He's I mean, a, it's home runs point. here. Because here's the thing. Illmatic resonates. Illmatic stays. Illmatic glows. Illmatic don't got hits like this. It doesn't. These are, These hits. are hits. People don't understand this. I don't think people understand this. My Melody, I know you got soul. Eric B is president. Paid in full. I ain't no joke. Those were all hits. Bangers. As in people were rapping to them and dancing to them in the streets. Yeah, people were doing the wop to Eric B is very president. Very big and smallish. Yeah, yeah. That's Eric why somebody was saying something along the lines of Rakim didn't have song. Because it was a it was an argument about certain people who didn't have songs played in the club. I forgot who it was. And then somebody brought up Rakim's name. And I was like, nah, man, Rakim got bangers. Microphone Fiend is a banger. <laughs> banger. Microphone Fiend? Yeah. Well, Microphone Fiend's a banger, Mike. Yeah. That ain't a regular record. That's a banger. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Pragmatic with the Super Chat says, I remember my brain aching as a child trying to digest Rakim's wordplay. It was like a college course given to a middle school kid. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, and Rakim did, did it his 100% way. No disrespect, but he, was, he wasn't trying to get Teddy Riley, Eddie F., or any other R&B producer like Kane, LL, and Kumo D. These are facts. Hmm. These are facts. Never thought hmm. about it in those terms. but These you know, are facts. Though. LP with These the Super Chat, he also says... Uh, so when y'all going to address Eric B's influence on Rock? He doesn't get enough credit for being the image we think of. Rock is not that guy. He's not the same. Uh, Born King okay, says so- Rock him put, in, uh, put an end to the Run DMC era. No joke. Best rap song all time in my opinion. Uh, that was my go-to song when I used to battle cars with my 93 Capri Classic. The horns on there are serious. That's James Brown again, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the JBs, technically. But, yes, James Brown. Born King says 5% influence in the rhymes, 100%. Okay, um, so let's unpack a couple of things that got said in here. First of all, the assessment that Jay Short is making about how Rockin made it a point to kind of keep it hip-hop, I'm going to even go a step further than that. It seems like when... Guys went the R&B way is when Rockin' with the jazz way would let the rhythm hit him. He's like, nah, I'm going to take them back since they keep trying to go forward. They don't know their history. That's how I always felt about that. So very, very insightful. Eric B was the one who was running with the street dudes. Okay? So that's true. But also you have to understand, Rockin' is younger. He's from Wine Dance Long Island. And so he's being thrust into an environment that's not even his own home. He's recording in Marley Marl Crib in Queens. He's from Wine Dance Long Island. You feel me? So a lot of that when people are like, well, Eric B is the one with credit. Well, he came into Eric B's crew. Eric B was the DJ. They had the notoriety. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And he like and you so, said he was older too. Huh? He, like I said, like you said, he was older too. He was older. People understand, like, Rockin' was, like, fresh out of high school. 
I mean, Rakim was about to go play college football. He was, was a quarterback in high school. I was just about to and say that. He could, and he could play the saxophone. So this guy could have went and been a jazz musician or a quarterback. I think he got injured, right? I remember reading his book. Um, didn't he get something? Like got, something, something kept happened. him back from playing college I think, football. I feel like I feel. I don't want to say this. I feel like somebody in the family may have gotten sick, or something happened that like kept him from going. That didn't have anything necessarily to do with Ron. And then the rhyming shit happened. Because even the day when he goes to Marley Crib, isn't he the he's the backup plan? Because the other guy didn't show. Yeah, um, um, Buffy Knuckles. Uh, they went over Buffy Knuckles' house first, and right, he, he wasn't home, and so the backup was Rock him. And I feel like Brock him might have been third because I've always heard a story. I feel like there was a guy before Bumpy Knuckles even. Was it? Wow. I'm not sure. I would love to talk to him and clarify that. But yeah, but he was the backup plan. Wow. What yeah, an amazing Brock, backup plan. Um, the best backup plan that ever happened to us. I'll tell you that. I, I'd like to thank, I mean, this is not against Bumpy Knuckles. Less than Bumpy Knuckles. I'd like to thank him for not showing up that day if he's that guy because man, <laughs> rap changed forever for him not showing up. Yeah, man. I mean, Rock him is just. And the fact, like so you I'll say, you I what? think a big part of it, like I was saying, he did it his own way. And, you know, even even the way the rap sounded before him, he made it where guys were not yelling anymore. The flow became different. Not only just the flow and the lyricism, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it like this, man. He made a lot of people before him is extinct immediately. Yeah, Not a DMC lot of people said it able on to... behind the music or something one time. DMC is like, yeah, I heard Rock M rap. I knew our shit was over. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're I mean, right. not a lot of right. people were able to last. I think LL was able to last because he was just so young and had the, you know, had some hits behind him and had that He's a great song maker. He's the only one. He's a great song maker. He's the only one that survived. Yeah, he is. Yeah, because technically, flow and delivery killed everybody else. Yeah, it made Cool G rap go back in the lab. You know how great you have to be to make Cool G rap go back. It made, it made Public Enemy go back in the lab. It made Public Enemy and Cool G Rap go back in the lab. I'm going to say that again. The say response again. to this album coming out is Public Enemy dropping the text and Nation of Millions to hold us back. The level so had just went we, up. And you know, can we cover that right quick? Can, hold on, let's cover ahead. that right quick. There are only really two albums from the 80s that still make most people's top 10 lists. What are those albums? I would say this one. Um, I would say The Great Adventures too. And I and would it say a, it takes a nation. Right. And so this is the precursor to everything. It is. It takes a it nation is after this. Grace Adventures after this. Wanted Dead or Alive or Live and Let Die by Cool G Rap. Oh, that's after this. Follow and, the Leader is after this. And that's why we speak of Illmatic in the way that we do, right? Because albums like this and Illmatic, they up the level. Now, they might not have sold the most, but when they came, they changed everything. Well, also, two people forget this. Okay, so let's talk about paid in full another going terms. And this is what I mean. Well, it didn't have bangers like Illmatic. First of all. Huh? Oh, 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 what? <laughs> what didn't have bangers like Illmatic? You, you I'm think- sorry. I'm sorry. Illmatic didn't have bangers like paid in full. Oh, people okay. forget. Like, okay. yeah. I think paid in full sold like 700 or 800,000 copies when it came out. That was unheard of at the time. Okay. Like he didn't just so I want you to understand Peyton Full outsold Illmatic's initial sales by like double because he had he had hits. hits. Right. You know, so I, some, me being a some, kid, this was before my time. I heard these records and I wasn't even like I mean, I wasn't really old enough to even really be in the mix like that. I heard these records. Like like Cool G Rap, it, 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 
and KRS-One weren't selling 800,000 records in like, no. Well, let's so, get yeah. back to this track list, Coop. They didn't have, I ain't no joke. My melody, I know you got soul, the move the crowd, paid in full, and Eric B is president, all on the same album. That's what I'm saying. So these are bangers, but these are bangers that are inspiring a whole class of MCs. So can we go to some bar work right quick? This is what I before mean. Before you so go to how, the bar work, real quick, before you get into bar work, I want to say this. If we're saying that these four or five songs could be top 50 hip-hop songs all time now, imagine what they were in 1987. Oh my God. Niggas is like, yo, these are the best songs I've ever heard. <laughs> like, all of these songs. Period. Like, oh, period. Right. You can not, only not, name, not. Before that, you could probably just name like stuff like The Freaks Come Out at Night, maybe. You know, and I'm trying Matthew to think Ball, of some records that would be comparable. Like, right. Like, hold on, let's keep it real. The Message is the only song rap wise that's even comparable to the shit that's going on on Payton Full that perceives You're right. You're right. I mean, it's period. amazing. There's not even a rap record that even deserves to be mentioned bar work-wise with the shit that's on Paid in Full before Paid in Full, except for the message. I would say Period. Criminal Mind that came out a couple of months before. And I don't count that. I'm not I'm not okay. doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm so tired of doing that. They came out at the same damn time. Okay. We ain't talking about KRS. So you're talking about just the era before. Yeah. Sorry. Right. We ain't talking about KRS. We're not talking about Criminal Minded or by all means necessary. We know it's the same time right. era. KRS, KRS is right there lyrically with Rakim. He's just not Rakim because the songs aren't the same. Born King with the Super Chat says, I know you guys are reading, uh, are readers. Uh, Rakim's book, Sweat the Technique, is a great read. I have the audio book. Yep, I got the book downstairs. LP says, uh, Run DMC turned into trend uh, hoppers after Rakim came. What were you going to so say this- about the bar work? So last last week, I believe, when we were talking about mahogany and how Nas got it from New York State of Mind, I was breaking down the whole my rhyming is a vitamin held without a capsule because Rakim on mahogany, which he says I'm in a New York State of Mind. That's where the sample from New York State of Mind, the primo took, came from. He goes, each moment's a mineral, poetry's protein versus a vitamin, effects like codeine. So Nas flips it and takes it on New York State of Mind. My rhyming is a vitamin held without a capsule. Well, let's go back to some more bar work that Rockin inspired specifically from the guy that we think is the greatest MC of all time. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the lines I escape. When I finish the rhyme, I got soul. What's Nas saying on the start of the world is yours. I sit the Don P watching Gandhi till I'm charged in. Writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. He's trying to level it up a level from where Rockin took it. Yeah. The intent is there. You hear him. Rakim's talking about it's a moment, it's a mineral, it's poetry, it's a vitamin. Well, Nas is like, well, my rhyming is a vitamin held without a capsule. I'm going to one-up it. It's like, oh, you're, you feel what I'm saying? And so it's people that have to Jordan understand how he is to the 24. modern-day bar work. Because yeah. he inspired the guy that inspired the next set of guys. It's that Jordan 23, Kobe 24 thing. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's that because Nas did do some things that Rakim didn't do lyrically, mostly well, yeah. in the storytelling format. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, how the... I don't yeah, he say expanded the, the game. Like, Kobe's a better shooter than Mike. Up. Kobe's a better post player. No, I don't know if he's, no, he's not a better post player, but he's a better three-point shooter post- than Mike. Better three-point. He's a better three-point and two-point and free-throw shooter. Yeah. Yeah. He's a better... You know what? We'll just say this. Kobe's a better pure shooter than Michael Jordan. He's a better shooter than Mike. Yeah, he's a better shooter than Mike. Yeah. Because even if you want to sit there and look at the field goal percentages, I think Michael was just a smarter <laughs> shooter than Kobe, and that could, you know... 
that could be why the percent like Michael had like what five or six seasons where he shot over fifty percent from the field. Kobe's never done that. But right. if you want to talk Mike about like five other shooter, seasons where he shot somewhere between forty seven to forty nine. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. And it's like, but when you talk about Kobe being a pure shooter, I think that, you know, Kobe would beat Michael in a three point shootout. Easy. I mean, we Easy. saw Michael join in a three point shootout. He stunk it up. Remember that? We don't mm-hmm. talk about that enough, but you know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. We don't it it happens, like that. Man. Everybody but no, I'm it. just speaking, I'm just but speaking yeah. to how important, you know, think about this. Here's how important Peyton Full is. It's like, well, you're hearing pieces of it on Illmatic in 1994. All right. You All hear right. pieces of you? it everywhere. Everywhere. In any era. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, think you got no, people no, no. even say, but quoting. Specifically, no, specifically just to contextualize it, because there's a whole modern era that hold Illmatic is the Holy Grail. Understand where the Holy Grail came from. I mean, you even know? when we talk about the song paid in full, right? So many people have flipped that whole, I mean, from the song, thinking of a master plan. I mean, you got Wayne even saying, thinking of a right. master plan. That's what I mean. Like, it's been, it's, it's been used. It's, it's been used an infinite amount of times, the bar work on here, like the words, the bars. I told you, I mean, what's, I mean, on I Got My Mind Made Up, which we just referenced earlier about Method Man's bar work. What's Pac saying on I Got My Mind Made Up? Bear witness to the dopest fucking rhyme I wrote. And what did he say Taking after that? Taking off my coat. Taking off my coat. Clearing yeah. my throat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love uh, when understand where, understand where your favorite rapper really get their shit from. From Pac to Big to Jay to Nas. To you remember when Corrupt down, was on, um, Corrupt on I Call Shots Round Here when he was like, I hold the microphone like a grudge. And I lack way back, so back the fuck up. Yeah. You right. Know, just... That's what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on. Think about this. Hold on. What is that shit that he's saying? Uh, where he's talking about uh, uh, somebody taking his style. Oh, God, it's just oh, on my head. Oh, talking about um, Remember Me, the one you got your idea from? Right. I, I, I wake you up, and as you stare in your face, you, you see him stunned. Remember me, the one you got your idea from? He knew who he was. That's what I mean. Yeah. Think about this. He's saying this in 87. I wake you up, and as you stare in your face, you seem stunned. stunned. Remember me, the one you got your idea from. But soon <laughs> you start to suffer. The tuna get rougher. When you start to stutter, that's when you had enough of. Ooh! I mean, you can just visualize all that. Broke. You can't quote. You should have broke because I ain't no joke. Yo. Right? That's that dude in 87. And he's telling, he's actually forecasting and foreshadowing people taking his whole shit and running yeah. with it. This is before people took it and run with like, it. Yeah, everybody's going to want to sound like this. He knew what he had. He knew, like, he he was, knew the the was about to bite this. He's like, oh, when I kid him yeah. with this style, everybody about to take this and bite this. He's saying it on I Ain't No Joke. That's what I mean. It's prophecy. He knew he was the future. He knew he, he, knew was, the he was the future of what That's rap what I mean. music like, was supposed to sound this? like. And you want to know how they tell that story about how you know, they kept on trying to get him to rhyme slower and do the whole run and the whole bebop, and he wouldn't. Yeah. When Eric B is president and my melody took off, that's why he starts rhyming fast. He's like, I knew these dudes was wrong. I'm about to speed it up. That's why he's rapping the way he's rapping on Follow the Leader, and I ain't no joke. And the rest of the songs on paid in full because it's like, no, not only am I not slowing it down because you niggas is wrong, I'm about to speed it up and level it up. Doubling down. Uh, I'm Mad doubling Max down. With- 
Mad Max in the Super like Chat. You, hold on, what did he say? Music of make melodies. When he starts doing that, that shit, it's like nobody did that before. People nobody. do understand that, right? When you're listening to Follow the Leader, nobody rapped like that before. This <laughs> shit is crazy, man. Period. I'm about it's to go. Like, I'm about to go listen. That? I'm about to go listen after we're done with this show. Mad what Max in the Super go Chat. Listen to, go listen to every rhyme before Follow the Leader, and go show me where somebody's rhyming even remotely close. No, nah, it's that. not even close. He's it's from not a whole other universe. Uh, Mad, Mad Max with the Super it? Chat says Rock him and Nas are more like Dr. J and Mike, not Mike and Kobe. Uh, okay. Because uh, MJ took from Dr. J and Dave Thompson, like Nas took from Rock him and G Rap. I got you. Mm. You know what? You're right. Okay. No, I like Michael that. took Dr. J's game to the next level. He took, he took, hey, I'm about to say, he took Dr. J's high flying act, but he took David Thompson's mid range game. He did. I, but this is what I'm gonna say, man. And you know, that, I think that driving Nas, in that mid range, that is more David Thompson and Dr. J, like what a lot of the stuff Mike did. I can see that too. Yeah. Nas's longevity is what it is. And Nas is obviously a whole different MC than Rakim was or is, you know, because Rakim's still dope. But I think that I don't know if Rock if Nas took Rakim to the next level per se. Because the things that Rakim did, like the lyrics of Fury stuff, and like he took the, the appreciation, yeah, like the approach, maybe, but like what you were just talking about on Ain't No Joke and uh, Follow the Leader, Nas never rapped like that. You know what I'm saying? He never well, look, took so that kind of I mean. approach. So, so he actually did what Rakim originally did is that everybody started getting. How about this? Rakim got everybody loud and fast and kind of hype. And so Nas actually kind of reset the bar back about how Rakim right. did. It was actually with that My Melody. How about this? If you go listen to Nas, it's like, well, that's what I mean when it's like, well, he's cool G rap at moments, but he, the Rakim moments are the calm moments. So New York State of Mind is not, I always tell people, it's like, don't think that he sounds like Rakim because of New York State of Mind because he took the sample because New York State of Mind is cool G rap inspired yeah. Nas. Life's a bitch in the world is yours as Rakim inspired Nas. That killing them softly shit. Yeah. Um, right. You know, the demo for um, It Ain't Hard to Tell sounds very Rakim-ish. Yes, but that's the, what I'm saying. But the one that made that's, the album, the not thing. so much. The guy that's on One Love, that's the guy that's Rakim inspired. The guy that's doing Represent in New York State of Mind at halftime, oh, that's the cool G rap side. This is what I'm going to say, man, too. Like, let's look at, because we've talked about this on the show before we talk about how albums kind of came together in the eighties where it was about making bangers and it wasn't really about having an intro, having a song right. about this and having right. a full complete album. I don't think we got to there until what would you say? Maybe it takes a nation or I don't know, man. I think really the concept albums, I could start with the chronic maybe. Or the low end theory and stuff low like that. Low end theory precedes where, the chronic. Right. Where's yeah. Daylight? So I would this? say, yeah, I would say either. Daylight Soul is dead? I was going to say Three Feet High, maybe. Is Three Feet High just because of the skits? But is that a concept just because it has no, skits? No, not really. But as far as like hip hop artists actually making a complete album and perfecting but, that, I don't think we got that until around Daylight and Tribe and them, right? That's so, what I'm saying. So Daylight Soul is dead and the low-end theory is the start of that, right? I would say. Because I don't think Three Feet High and Rising is the concept album. What's the concept of the album? Daylight Soul is dead has a concept. What do you think about um, Straight Outta Compton being in that conversation? No, I don't. Because okay. it's not. It's not a concept album. Some okay. niggas in Compton is talking about how shit's fucked up in Compton. 
Okay, so everything before these albums we're talking about was just bangers, right? And so based on that formula and that format, is there any more complete album in that format than this one? If we're talking about concept album, The Greatest Adventures of Slick Rick. Okay. Yes, that's 1989, so that would be hip-hop's first real concept album. No, that was 88. That was 88. Is that 88? Mm-hmm. That's got to be late 88. Why do I always feel like that's 89? <laughs> oh, no. It's close. Uh, I forgot what part of the year it was. But, yeah, I mean, so just based on what albums were supposed to be in that era, it's really hard to say that there's an album that really does all that this one does based on that format. I mean, it's banger after banger after banger. And Eric B's in the group, so he had to have his interludes. If anybody had any type of quorums with this album, it would be the interludes. But again, that's an additive. I was right, Mike. See, I'm not tripping. November 1st, 1988 is when The Greatest Adventures okay. of Slick Rick came so out. the end of the year? Right. Okay. November 1st of 88. Right. So it's like literally at the end of 88. That's why I was like, that's not an 88 rap album. Because like, like when, you, when when people talk about 88, they don't talk about The Greatest Adventures of Slick Rick. And that's because it shit didn't drop to the end of the year. So it's like, that's why I mean. It's like, I look at that almost like an 89 rap album. Kind of like I'd be talking about Scarface and the Diary. I'm like, ain't that 95? And every time you're like, no, Coop, that's 94. I'm like, nigga, that's like the last month of 94. <laughs> right. Which it is. It's like December of 94. Like Doggy Style was. Like Doggy Style. Because like everything that. in Doggy Style rode through 94. Right. Um, Jay Short with the Super Chat says, uh, but back then you only had like eight songs on an album, four on each side. CDs made dudes include fillers. <laughs> I say that all the time. Imagine Nas's albums with only the eight best songs. That's a really good point. Imagine um, Nas in the vinyl era. I've always told people this. Great rappers shouldn't have shit that's over 12 to 14 actual songs. It was written. I always tell people this. It was written. Well, you got an intro. So we're already 13 songs down. Take live nigga rap and affirmative action off. And what you have is actually only 11 solo records from Nas. Perfect. All right. Born King says, um, Cool Keith did go with Rakim on I'm housing things. Uh, He says, Fish ain't my favorite dish. <laughs> and on I ain't uh I ain't it good ain't it good to be you, he goes to Ross saying, Your satellites are weak, mocking the follow the leader. Man, 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 man. Hold on, and I'm gonna be honest, and you wanna know what he got for that? He didn't even get a response because he wasn't dope enough to garner one. No, cool he's dope, but yeah, he didn't want to rock him. Man. Like I said, he's not dope enough to garner one from Rock M. I'm gonna say that again. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get a response. Uh, I mean, listen, I remember hearing No Omega thinking that he was possibly going at like LL Kane on um on don't not don't sweat the technique, but um let the let rhythm, the rhythm hit, him. hit him. And don't the follow he's going at EPMD on EPMD um, on follow, follow the, leader. the leader. Yeah. And it's like it's nobody wants it. Far enough so I drug him. Yeah. Yeah. That uh that battle cat. Um, line or whatnot on No Omega. I always thought that that was, you know, I thought that was the LL uh, walk like a panther thing. Uh, you ain't ripping Jack, you know, kind of a playoff of. Uh, no, 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 no. It's going down. These dudes are competitive. That's why I'm telling you. It's just but like nobody, yeah. nobody wanted it with this guy. No, no, no nobody took any direct shots. You'd be foolish to do that. Mm-mm. Be foolish to do that because you get one of those uh, let the rhythm hit them. 
Let the rhythm okay, hit him. People don't vicious, even understand man. it. So let the rhythm hit him probably even sounds better if Paul C doesn't get murdered. Because by them, Eric B and Rocky. When let the rhythm is hitting coming out, Eric B and Rocky aren't even together anymore. They're not even hanging, Mike. Yeah, All I right? hear that. Um, I think I was listening to. Oh man, Eric B was on a podcast. If man, forgive me, the name slips me. But um, oh, Combat Jets podcast. Rest in peace to Combat Jack. But Eric B was on there, and he was telling the story that Rakim had summertime first, and it was in those sessions, right? And uh, I guess somebody, I think Eric B said that somebody talked Rakim out of doing summertime, and that's how Will got it, or something to that degree. But yeah, I mean, it confirms what you're 92. saying. That's not, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Listen to how Rakim's flowing on Let the Rhythm Hit Him, and it's like, well, yeah. Because people have to realize this. When I was saying, like, well, Will took his flow even if he didn't take the song, it's like, well, In the Ghetto is out. Mahogany's out. Let the Rhythm Hit Him is out. No, that's definitely Rakim's flow in 91, 92. It's definitely like 90, 91. That's Rakim. They're going to kill you for your Cool Keith uh, comment. I mean, yeah, the Ultramatic MCs is crazy. And Cool Keith oh, did just say, birth hold on, MF Doom. Cool Keith birth MF Doom? We're talking about two guys that don't belong in this top 10 MC and lyricist conversation we're having. Oh, my God. <gasps> Watch y'all get him started. How about that? How about that? How about that? Watch y'all get him today. started on this. <laughs> we talking about top ten lyricists. You understand that, right? We talking about Rock M right now. We gonna leave Cool Keith and MF do where they belong, which is out of this conversation. They belong in this conversation. People what MF Rock got to follow the leader of microphone fiend, Mike? You get what I'm saying? He don't belong in this conversation. What Cool Keith got for let the rhythm hit him and no Omega? Listen, Eric B is I'm, I'm a big Rock M fan, so you know you're asking the wrong person. Right? No, no, no. I'm just. I mean. Somebody got some evidence that they belong in the conversation. I'd love to hear some records right now. Uh, people are saying accordion? that if Rakim... <laughs> you going to play accordion against Eric B as president, Mike? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to do that. People are saying if Rakim <laughs> has summertime. I mean, I, listen, I'm going to say this. I don't know if summertime's as big of a hit as it became if Rakim does it, other than no, Will doing it. Because no. I remember, and I don't know if everybody remembers this, like this is in the middle of the hype of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They debuted that video right after the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it was getting, it was getting that national coverage mm-hmm. from a network that doesn't even play music videos. And I don't know if MTV? that would have happened. MTV yeah. wore that record out. NBC was playing it because he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I think that, you know, obviously it would have been a great record if Rakim would have done it. It would have been a classic still, but I don't know if it would have been as big as it was with Will doing. No, it's like, even when I hear that whole, like, well, Rakim had in the club first, it's like, oh, I would love to hear him on that beat, but that beat's not for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know Rakim said he didn't write Summertime. It's just, you know, and they say that Will Smith was channeling his inner Rakim and all that stuff. It's like, man, it's just, it's just hard for, me, you know, me as a fan no, to believe I'm not, that. I'm, I'm not going to knock that. Haven't we all? Think about this. It's like. Will did a great, it, listen, Will did okay, a great job so, with that. So, I, if so Will copied it, he did a great job. Slick Rick is the most imitated. Yeah. Okay. But Rakim is the guy that we've always all inspired and aspired to be. Nobody, his style has been more bitten. You know what I mean? He is the guy. Like, if you're a rapper and you're a real rapper and you fashion yourself a real rapper, he has inspired 
us more than any other MC ever has. And so imagine what that feels like for somebody live that's around it while it's happening. Because keep in mind, while Will Smith is blowing up in Philly, there's this guy in New York who's really running rap. You feel what I'm saying? While Will Smith's winning a Grammy, he knows who's really you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's like we all feel that way, and we didn't even get to whiff it or to smell it up close. How you think Will Smith feels in 1989, well, 90, he has 90, good taste. in 92? He Come has on. good taste. Come I mean, because he came right. in like here it is, man. Groove, slight transform, just cool. a bit of the great from the norm. Mm-hmm. Just a little. It sounds just like in the ghetto. It's just like the delivery from in the ghetto. It sounds just like that. It's just the delivery from in the ghetto. It is. And if you look around, hard, hard 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 could do is to pay homage for one of our real kings that way. So I don't have a problem with it. No, never had a problem. Rod doesn't have a problem with it either, it seems right. like. Imitation yeah. is the greatest form of flattery. And how more flattering can you feel about somebody of Will Smith's stature who at that point had spread beyond the boundaries of hip-hop? And if he wanted to go back and keep it hip-hop, where did he go? Yeah. He went to rock him. Well, that's where the, the fuck you stage. should go if you no, if you leave us in, as an MC and you should go somewhere and you come back, who would you want us who would you want him to sound like? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he did actually what a real MC should do. It's like, oh, if I don't know what to do, make that shit sound like rock him. You motherfucking right. I'm with him on that. I would do the same thing. Here it is. <laughs> no, people, I, you know what he got too. me? No, because this is where the music business influenced you. Well, his first album won a Grammy, but his second album flopped, and that led him to get into TV. So when he's coming back, he's trying not to fail again. You know what he's trying mm-hmm. to make sure he does not to fail? Not the stardom part, the hip-hop part. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the line where he says, Summer Madness, and I know that's you know where he sampled it from, from Cool in the Gang, but it just took me right back to this record right here on Paid in Full, Move the Crowd. Yes. Where he said, word for word, Summer Madness. And they said it's just like him, too. And I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, that's incredible that somebody could go out there and copy a person's style and make one of the greatest hip-hop songs ever made. Because Summertime is one of the greatest hip-hop songs ever made. Cool Keith is underrated. I just saw somebody say that. That's Cool Keith on Taking the Blood, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jay Short says uh, Wilk has been that. working summertime for years. Could have been working summertime for years. Yeah, man, summertime is a classic. Could have been working that long because it sounds like In the Ghetto, which came out like within a year's time before. So <laughs> it sounds like um, it sounds like um, 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 Let the Rhythm Hit Him Rock Him. Here it That's is. what I mean. That's in yeah, the ghetto. Yeah. In the no, ghetto's on yeah, the, the rhythm hit him, isn't it? Yeah, it's on there. I'm just saying. It sounds yeah. like how he rapped on that whole album. Because the, the first three album, albums... Yeah. I'm just using in the ghetto because here's what I mean is that in the ghetto got released as a single. So right. Will could have been... Like, that's one of those records. Will's probably recording the show in, in, in Cali and in the ghetto comes up on the screen. You know what I'm saying? He's watching MTV or Yo! MTV Raps and In the Ghetto by Rakim comes on while he's chilling in Hollywood doing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I gotta confess, man, 
Ghetto is one of my favorite Rakim songs. It is, me it's, too. It's so different, man. It's like it, he's being very people. insightful on that record. And he's showing us like some things that he never really talked about before. Like, no, you're right. Back I in the days, they lived in caves, exiled from the original man straight away. Now, that's what I call hard times. I'd rather be here to exercise the mind. And then yeah. how he approached that last verse, he was like, no more props, no more property in every barrel. Nobody's stopping me because I'm throwing rhymes and real estate. Get, you know, rhymes generate, give me real estate to own. Whenever I bless the microphone, 007 is back and reacting. No so, point reacting. So, ready for so, action. Solo so the beat you might consistent. No, no, no. So listen to how he's talking <laughs> on In the Ghetto, right? But when he comes back in 97 on It's Been a Long Time, he's talking the same way. You know, Ra want more property than Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah. More thoughts than Bible recital. Thoughts disciple. I saw it off mic, so words scattered like a rifle. Mm. Thoughts is trifle. I'm busting these for you. And yo, technical difficulties is through. He's the greatest yeah. lyricist I ever heard. I, I'm just going to say it's just It's just breathtaking. Yeah, dude. it is. It's breathtaking. Man. It's just the way like, he like the way they, Think shit. about this. To be able to take a hiatus and to take five years off and to not have to change your style and to still be 85 to 90 percent ahead of niggas and then listen man when he got on ele2 to spit bars like that like the we haven't heard him in a minute like who's the rhyme of the year he's incredible the best rhyme that year well i guess we can leave it there man is there anything else we got to cover we've been in here I for mean, like three almost three and a half hours I'm just trying to see when In the Ghetto got released as a single. It was May 4th, 1990. Okay, so, so when was Summertime? Summertime, right, and I want to go to Summertime. Well, I'm sure he heard it. I mean, again, when we talk about um, what Eric B. was talking about, the fact that that song was sent to them first, I'm sure that he had heard what Rakim was working on. Either way, whether it was released as a single or not. Yeah, it's 1991. Same time? May 20th, 1991, so literally a year later, Summertime comes out. Okay. Here it is. Groove, like transform. You know, listen to the... I can't unhear Rakim's voice from that song now when I listen to it. You listen to Summertime and listen to it in Rakim's voice. It's, it's the same song. The God MC. And like that, we out of here. We're going to see y'all Wednesday... Uh, hopefully we got some real big surprises next week, but you know, stay tuned and we're going to keep you updated.